0: Can you be quiet, please?
1: Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Hi. Clip. Hi. 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 Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool
2: cat,
3: man.
0: I got a little taco meat on my chest.
2: I grabbed a handful of lunch
4: meat and shoved it <laughs> down my teammate's throat. <laughs> I'm a former long snapper. Booty, booty, booty,
5: booty, booty everywhere! At the Burlington... Uh, the, the, no idea what the f- just happened.
1: Did not flub at all. F- it, send it in now. Live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation. Here is your host, Clip Brock.
2: Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. Here on a Thursday, a beautiful day in Greenville, and a packed show coming your way. Maybe the most guests we've ever had on a show. We Had so many guests today. I had to tell Brian Bailey. I'm sorry, Bailey, we don't have time, but he will join us live coming up 6 o'clock on our ECU baseball pregame show on Friday so uh, we'll talk to BB then but coming up on today's program we got EC Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall in studio, Jason Nichols former Pirate great and Pirate coach joining us and just a moment we'll talk to Alico Dunk, former Pirate basketball player on the Pirate Radio live line coming up at about 3.45 we'll talk to RV, Ronald Vinson head coach of J.H. Rose baseball as they try to win a state championship coming up this weekend at 4 o'clock we'll talk to Twitter star Big Game Boomer known for his list, which famously I don't enjoy, and I'm going to tell him that I don't enjoy him, but we'll talk some Oklahoma baseball, some Sooners football, and more coming up with Big Game Boomer at 4 o'clock. Also in hour number two, former Pirate Brandon Manning and former ECU pitcher Dustin Sasser to talk about the Charlottesville Regional coming up as ECU takes on Oklahoma on Friday night. At 5 o'clock, the Big Donkey, former Virginia pitcher and now superstar Steven Schock will join us to the talk college world series talk about everything what a trip he is we'll uh, catch up with him coming up at five o'clock and if we're still alive and breathing at that point we'll play name that sound at 5 30 because we got a ton going on on a uh, show today here on a thursday as we get ready for ecu baseball we got nba finals starting tonight we got a lot going on shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt the big dog glenn griffin here marcus and jason great to see y'all again how we doing
0: man doing great man doing great glory be to god
2: good to be here again usually it's the fall when we got so much going on but man all of a sudden with ecu in the postseason and uh just a lot of stuff happening here so uh staying busy marcus this time of year
0: absolutely man it's definitely a great time of the year for sports fan uh ecu fans especially sir gearing up for hopefully what's going to be a, a great run to a championship year For ECU baseball,
2: trying to get to Omaha for the first time ever, so we'll uh, talk about that a lot today. But let's talk uh, a little hoops too with Aliko Dunk, former Pirate, former uh, Aiden Griffin star, joining us on the Pirate Radio live line, and we'll catch up with Aliko. Aliko, how you doing, man? I'm well, man. How are you guys? Doing great, and uh, and Marcus, great to hear an old voice once again from the '90s here in ECU. Yes,
6: it is Aliko. How you doing, brother? man, I'm doing great, man. Glad to be on the show with you guys. Jay Nick, how you doing, man? Lee, what's <laughs> up, man? How you doing?
2: I'm well. I'm well.
7: You hanging in there? Yes, sir. Man, I hear you.
2: So, Aliko, are you still? Uh, Marcus tells me you're still involved in basketball, coaching the game now. So, kind of catch us up on uh, what you're doing these days.
6: Well, uh, I'm at Stillman College in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, I've been here since 2017. Um, the head coach of the women's program here. Um, Prior to Stillman College, I was at Elizabeth City State from 2003 to 2016, and I was in, uh, I had the, the privilege to, and the honor to coach on the men's and women's side at Elizabeth City State.
2: That's awesome. So staying in the game and uh, played a lot of basketball, now coaching. And I'll just start this by my memories of Aliko Dunk. So, Aliko, I'm from Winterville and i told marcus this earlier in the early 90s like my basketball power rankings michael jordan was number one uh chris weber was two because he was cool at michigan uh rico hines was three because I saw him practice at A.G. Cox back in the day. I thought he was the next MJ and, of course, went on to UCLA and and involved now in coaching. And Aliko Dunk was number four because I heard his name from Aiden Grifton. And I want to ask you about that, Aliko, being kind of a, a big name in a small town at that age and what's that like? Before you go on to Tennessee, before you go on to ECU and all that, uh, what was it like you know, being amazing at basketball at, at a young age like you were?
6: Well, man, I, I, I really didn't have an idea of what I was doing at that, at that time in my life. Um, I just loved the game of basketball. And anytime I had an opportunity to play, um, I played the game. I played the game that I loved. And not until uh, I became a young adult that I realized, you know, the things that I, I, that I had accomplished at such a young age.
0: Absolutely, Aliko. Uh, one of those things is uh, when it, when people hear McDonald's, right, it, it definitely rings a bell, right? And uh, you were nominated, I guess, for the McDo- McDonald's All-American uh, coming out of high school. Tell us about that thought process and um, your time there in Aiden Grifton and uh, what was it like going through those moments?
6: Well, man, those were some great times in my life. Like I said, as, as a as a young basketball player and football player uh, you just just had you love the opportunity to be able to compete and you know you would leave practice and, and, and go to the sandlot and play football games or, and hit the courts and play basketball so you know growing up all I did all I knew was football and basketball and, and that's what we did every
3: day.
2: Marcus Chase, you always hear, like, I wish I knew then what I know now kind of thing. And uh, both of you have gone into coaching, so you can try to instill that in the players. But did y'all have that feeling kind of leaving the field like, man, I wish wish when I was at ECU, I knew all that I knew now, that that kind of thing?
7: Yeah, you definitely had that moment where you're like, man, if I would have had that knowledge then – as far as, you know, the coaches you had around you, the the wisdom they were giving you at that point in time, you definitely look back at life. It's the, like they say, hindsight is always 20-20, right. but, um, you know, that's part of the growth process and, um, you know, we all go through
2: it. Yeah. Marcus, were you always this mature man or did you have your uh, immature moments? I, back I had
0: my immature <laughs> moments. I, I was a kid at heart a lot of the times, and uh, but I... But uh, growing up from in, in a in a small town and uh, coming out of a small high school, I did understand somewhat, you know, all the ramifications of uh, you know going to the college level and possibly. I had dreams, man. I had big dreams, and uh, and so I was very focused in, a, in a, on a lot of levels. Uh, but I mean, you can you can never. Um, when I was at um, Livingstone College, I talked to the guys about. Um, you guys are an entity, right? That that's the mindset nowadays. You guys are an entity, so you're you getting we're in the point where guys are getting paid for playing yeah. college football now and or sports, I should say, and even uh, high school level that coming up here pretty soon. And so, when you think of things in those regards, man, it uh, it I think it just brings a different level of uh, perspective into uh, what you're doing.
2: Aliko, uh how who was how was your recruiting? I'm sure uh you had a lot of schools coming after you. So what was that like and how'd you end up at Tennessee to start with?
6: Well, uh, recruiting it was like <laughs> it was a it was a whirlwind for me. Uh, at the time, uh I, I gained the most traction when I started playing AAU in Raleigh. I was playing for the Raleigh Titans and um that's how I got most of my exposure. Um with playing with that, um, the Raleigh Titans organization, um, we had, this, we, we traveled all over the country playing and a lot of the, the scouts saw me and I had the opportunity to, um, to go to the prestigious Nike camp, um, Nike all American camp. And at that time it was, a, um, top the top 120 players in the country, um, had to go there. I had an opportunity to compete. And like I said, that's how I got most of my looks. Uh, At that time, my senior year, I had at least 15 scholarship offers. Um, I narrowed it down to Tennessee. At the time, it was Tennessee, Clemson, George Washington, Richmond, uh, JMU. And I chose Tennessee at that time. I felt like that was the best situation for me at the time. But at at that time, also, people didn't know. uh, I had a son uh, my senior year in high school, so... Um, I went away, but um, I had a, a decent year that year. But I, I wanted to come back and return to to help raise my son. I didn't want to be away from my son. And I think the uh, biggest blessing for me was returning to East Carolina and having the opportunity to be a part of my son's life uh, and be a role model for him and, and to have an opportunity to play in front of my family.
2: Aliko Dunk joining us. Marcus Crandall, Jason Nichols in the Pirate Radio studios. And uh, guys, jump in whenever you want. But uh, as we kind of go on with, with your basketball life, Aliko, how about post-East Carolina and uh, playing professionally? What did you do on the court after you left the, the college game?
6: Well, it was interesting. The journey, you know, everybody's dream is to play professional sports. And uh, after, after I graduated, I started grad school and I did some substitute teaching. And I um, had the opportunity to, my first coaching job was uh, at Fawnville Middle School. So I coached them for a year. Um, then that following year, I went into the school system, and I taught and coached at Hereford County High School. Um, I coached there for a year, and then um, I had the opportunity to play professionally. So I, I jumped on, on that opportunity, because that's always been a dream of mine, to play professionally. Um unfortunately that didn't last too long um i played for i played for a year over there in saudi arabia but at that time that's when the war started going on and at the end of my um contract the war was starting so it was almost like i i I didn't get an opportunity they weren't going to let me go back home they were going to make me stay and i and i pressed the issue i really really pressed the issue to get home and once i experienced that I, i was done with uh Playing professionally overseas.
7: Mm. Aleek, I got a question for you, man. Most people, don't, this is unique how people come through your path, but uh, me and Aliko were actually neighbors back w- when he was in college, too. We stayed in the same uh, apartment complex. I think it was called Dogwood Hollow at the time, right, Alik? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, my question, though, is did you get any better at spades since you uh, got done playing? Because I remember me and Burt used to whoop you and uh, your roommate a lot at the at the apartment complex.
6: And listen, that I think you guys were cheating. I think <laughs> a science that you guys were cheating. But I, I'll tell you
2: this if you're in the area when I come home, then I gotta get you guys. Rematch. <laughs> Rematch, right? <laughs> so we had, uh, what we have, uh, Super Nintendo maybe around them time, Like oh, everybody man. plays games now. <laughs> oh, but back then I, it was what, cards and, and some video games, I guess. You still
7: had PlayStation. PlayStation yeah, was, was, around? was around? Okay.
2: Yeah. All right, good deal. Aliko Dunk joining us. Aliko, uh, with all, why uh, women's basketball? So, you, uh, why did you decide to to go that route and and coach uh, women rather than uh, the men's game?
6: It was interesting how I got into women's basketball. Um, at the time, like I said, my first coaching job was at Elizabeth City State, and on that staff, I was the top assistant coach, and they wanted to make a change on on the um, in the women's program. And they offered me the opportunity to coach the women's program. I went back and forth with it. I, I wrestled with that for a little bit. And I said, you know what? Let me try this out, being a, a head coach on the college level. And from there, I mean, I just fell in love with the women's game and the, and, and the way they play the game. Um, so I, I'm at this point right now.
0: Uh, absolutely, Eliko. that That's pretty cool. Uh, now, being involved in the women's uh, college level, at the college level, how often do you watch the uh, WNBA? Do you get a chance to watch that at all?
6: Yes. I, man, I, I watch all basketball. It doesn't matter. But right now the WNBA is tipped off, and, man, there's some great games on. Some big time basketball is being played on the women's side. And I, and I would recommend people to take some time to, to, to watch a WNBA game. I, I'm, I'm sure they will be thoroughly impressed with it.
2: And you got the NBA Finals guys coming up tonight. Uh, game one, Mar- I'll ask you guys first, how you feeling, Marcus, Denver and Miami?
0: Man, we're just talking. Um, I-, I just want a good game, man. I really just want to see a good game go to game seven is what I hope for uh, because I'm not pulling for either team. Um, Denver's looking really good, though, man. Uh, Jason and I were just talking just before. Uh, Jokic is, is, is a pretty hard guard for anyone. Uh, especially when he steps away from the basket, and you got to cover him out there, and then uh, he has the ability to put it on the floor when you do come out. So it's it's kind of hard to to uh, to come out there and guard him, and then he has the ability to if you if you guard him and you off the dribble, he has the ability to pass the ball. So he has uh, all all areas of um, of the center position. He has it uh, covered and, and and taken out to a, a guard level as well. And then um, they have so many guys that have been showing up um, outside of him and Murray. Uh, You got Porter Junior. He's been stepping up big actually all year for them. Uh, He's had an outstanding year. And uh, but it's uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good matchup uh, with Butler and his his uh, the guys that accompany him as well.
2: Jason, can Butler keep carrying this team like he's? I mean, (laughs) man,
0: I, I don't.
7: Denver's a complete team. I mean that's the one thing you know people call them underdogs just because on the East Coast we don't get to see them as much. All right. And I'm gonna be honest with you until they started rolling through the playoffs, I didn't know much about Denver either. But you sit down and you watch those guys and you see how that team is built uh, with depth and and they got that one-two combination punch. And uh, I think they're gonna be a hard uh, um, out. I, I don't I don't know if it's gonna go past
2: five. Aliko, who you got? Hey, hey J-Mick, I think
6: I got to agree with you, man. I, uh, I'll say this. I don't think Jamal Murray gets enough uh, credit for what he brings to the table. You know, everybody talks about the Joker, but without Jamal Murray, they're not, they're not even close to being at that level.
2: Aliko, it's interesting. You think back to, to when you're coming up playing basketball and – it was around the time and after the time of the Dream Team and basketball felt like it, it really went global around that time. And I was trying to think, like, you've got Drazen Petrovic, maybe, and Rick Smiths, and there weren't that many foreign guys in the NBA. And now you've got Joker and Luka, and we've seen Dirk and Yao Ming, and it's just kind of crazy how far it's come and how global it's come and how that has affected the NBA and basketball over here in the United States, Alika.
6: Yes, it's impacted uh, the NBA game tremendously. Um, Now you see a lot of the rules are going to the European style of play. Um, uh, Outside of the zone, most of the game is is playing European style. Most of the sets that um, the NBA teams are running are coming from Europe. So, you know, uh, they're definitely impacting the game.
0: What what is um if you could make a rule change or suggest a rule change uh in regards to the NBA and the transition of you know taking on the more European style, what's uh what's one of the rules that you would change or like to see changed that's played over there that's not over here?
6: Uh, I would actually like to see um them implement the the zone in in um, NBA basketball. I um I think you know. The difference in a European player and an American player is shooting. Most Europeans, every European can shoot the basketball. So, I, I, you know, if they would implement the zone, I think that would change the game tremendously.
7: Well, Lee, going back, man, I you know listening to your story, how you got started in coaching everything. You said you you, you originally started coaching men's uh, basketball, and then you switched to the women's um, um, game. Tell me, what was your greatest, you know, I guess, challenge when you switched from the men's game to the women's game, uh, and how did you handle that?
6: Well, I, it really wasn't a challenge, man. You know, you know, the men's game is played above the rim. The women's game is bl- played below the rim. And I wouldn't say it was a challenge, but I was just so amazed at how fundamentally sound that, that the the women were. Um, and and list- women listen to you much better than guys. <laughs> 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 <Athleticism>. Imagine
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they,
6: they want to rely on the athleticism and they want to break the plays. And I would say my ch- my challenge in the women's game is Allowing them to be their own individual player because sometimes they wanted they're going to do exactly what you tell them to do, um, so you know that that was the only difference to me. They they were more sound and they played below the rim and they play they they play a really really good brand of basketball.
7: Were you able to push them and get on them the same way you get on a guy out at practice and all that good stuff? And they they respond to that. Or Was that a little bit different? You
6: know, I mean, it, it's just it's just like. It's, it's just like any other thing you know um, some people you can you can get up in them a little bit and some of them you just got to put your arm around and say hey look we got to roll we got to do this you got to do this different so it's just about the individual uh, you know how I approach them
2: you relate to that, uh, Jason, being a coach, where you you want the same message for everybody, but you kind of handle it different with with this player compared to this player.
7: Yes, it basically, it comes down to getting to know your players. You know what what pushes each person's button, and uh, and then finding those buttons and making it work for.
2: Them. <clears throat> hey, uh, you mentioned football earlier, Aliko. I want to hear about your glory days on the gridiron, and also, did. Uh, after Jason beat you in spades, did he go run a route against you and try to catch a pass on you? Tell us about your uh, your football days.
6: Well, I, I I would like to think that I was a a really, really good quarterback. And most people in, in the surrounding uh, area would tell you that they thought I was a better football player than basketball player. Hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but I enjoyed competing. Um, I remember playing when I was a young boy, Marcus uh, – Marcus is a couple years older than me. I remember competing against Run and Sam. Marcus go out there and do his thing, and and I watched him. And I said, you know what? I I can do this. I definitely can play this game of football. So I kind of patted my game at the Marcus after
2: seeing him flex. How about that, Mark? I appreciate that, Aliko. <laughs> Talking to Alico Dunk on the Pi Radio live line. Aliko, uh, a lot of Tennessee connections with ECU right now. Michael Schwartz, the head coach, coming over from the Volunteers. Quinn Dabunje was a transfer from Tennessee to East Carolina and showed some signs in year one that uh, could have some fun in minji's coming up. And you know, as good as anybody playing here, it's just a, it's tough to win at East Carolina. We're still waiting on that trip back to the NCAA tournament. We'll talk to Lester Lyons next week, Marcus. Believe it or not, it's, he played on the last team that made it to the tournament. So, Aliko, you know some of the challenges here, but you also know how much fun it can be in Minji's when, that, when the crowd gets going.
6: Uh, man, it's not a place like College, it, it can Coliseum. It's rocking and rolling in there. Um, I feel like the, the men's program is really, really coming along. Um, they're doing great things over there. I'm excited about the future of, of pirate basketball, and I'm excited about the women's um, program as well. They're doing great things over there as well.
2: Kim McNeil is awesome, and uh, she's going to keep that thing rolling. I, I, last year did not feel like a fluke, Aliko, with them winning the conference tournament, getting to the uh, NCAA tournament. It feels like the the starter of maybe something special, but uh, Coach McNeil and her husband, Coach McNeil, uh, they got it going on here, man.
6: Oh, yeah, they're doing a great job with their program. I, I follow them closely. Um, it's nowhere but up for them. They're going to continue, and I think they're going to be consistent. They, they have a great recruiting class coming in. and and I think I hope to see them back in the NCAA tournament
0: next year awesome hey Aliko just one thing really quick man I I, I enjoyed the time when you were here man and we were here together I should say and uh, we we all had a a, a decent bond in regards to football players and and basketball players man you guys were pretty cool we came out to support you guys and we were back there (laughs) cheering you on and running on the court and all those things uh, when we won the big games man it was uh, it was good to see you guys play because I thought you guys had a, a great camaraderie as far as the players. Uh, you you hung out off the field off the court as well. Uh, you just had that team atmosphere that everyone talks about in in, in sports. Period. So I appreciate you, man. <laughs> enjoyed
6: it. Appreciate you, man. You guys you guys were great too, man. I, I enjoyed the time. Hey, J. Nick, I still need to see you. <laughs>
7: <laughs> we, we'll have to make that work, Lee. We got to make that work, man.
2: All right, man. All
7: right, brother. Great talking with you, man.
6: Great talking to you guys.
2: Former Pirate Aliko Dunk joining us, now a coach at Stillman uh, in Tuscaloosa. Maybe we'll get him on and uh, ask him what it's like to play in that football town uh, hey, with the, with a the women's basketball team. Um, uh, Jason, how about – did you ever get Aliko on the court? No, never did get him on the basketball
7: court. I, I knew where I could beat him at, okay. so I stuck Smart to spades. Man. Smart now, man. if he wanted to go on the football field, that would have been a different story. But uh,
2: Did y'all do the, like, um, rec basketball, the uh, – What's it called? Uh um, Intramural basketball. Did y'all play?
7: We did. We did early on. I know like our, our freshman year and stuff, we all had a team and uh, it was fun, man. You know, at that point in time, you, you, you're so young, you got all the energy in the world. <laughs> so it was great to get out there and run around with you guys and, and uh, see them in a,
0: in a different element
2: how did uh coach logan feel about that was he cool with it or did he not know uh, he was cool okay i
0: mean uh he,
2: he said did he not
0: know <laughs> <Really>? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh he knew no nah, coach we <laughs> ain't playing basketball tonight no nah.
0: <laughs> no i mean it's uh it's just like man when i played um you know all sports in high school and then you get on the weekends and you're playing basketball on the weekends it's um it's, it's athletes being athletes man and um they they understood that, but I, I think it's it's a, it's a little bit different nowadays,
2: right? Yeah, <laughs> in regards, especially to when things. you're a pro, they'll put it in your contract. That's no, right. no, uh, whatever, snow skiing or right. jet skiing or any of the kind of that stuff. And, so. and
0: you understand it. You understand yeah. where it comes from yeah. for sure. All
2: right, let's get a break, in. we'll come back more with Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols here. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to Coach RV Ronald Vincent later on this hour. Got big game Boomer to talk about the Oklahoma Sooners coming up. Brandon Manning, Dustin Sasser, former pirate baseball players steven shock the big donkey former virginia pitcher will join us on the show and we'll play name that sound it is a packed thursday edition of pirate radio live more to go after this
5: welcome back grab your amigos and head to chico's for the best mexican food and fun in greenville come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos steak and chicken fajitas burritos enchiladas acp and more follow chico's on facebook and instagram for daily updates for mexican food and fun it's got to be chico's for dine-in or to go now let's head back in to prl here's your host clip
2: Brock, here with marcus crandall and jason nichols on a thursday Chad, chiming in on Facebook, said, Sorry, I'm late. Have you talked about Aliko being a counselor at the Blue Steel basketball camp back in the day? Uh, he said he has his autograph on a basketball somewhere with Blue Edwards, I guess, at his parents' house. I I remember the Blue Steel basketball camp days uh, fondly, and uh, that was fun stuff. And speaking of camps, we had Ryan McManus on yesterday, Director of Football Operations at East Carolina, talking about the upcoming camps. And Jason and, and Marcus want to kind of talk about where a football player's mind is right now as we hit June, June 1st today. So June, July, before you go to fall camp, what what do you remember about those days as a player? And what are these guys doing right now to, to get the bodies right for the fall?
7: Well, um, looking back at it as a player, I mean, it was a time for us to, one, really get in the best shape we can possibly be in heading into the season. And, uh, you know, you, you put in so much work. You know, year round, but this was the main. This is getting you ready. Uh, I thought it was also a big time for us as players, where I thought we bonded together uh, more in the summer than what we do throughout the year. Because in the summer, you don't have as many classes going on, and so that was a time for you to come together as a, as a team and, and get those bonds. Because I think that's just as important as how strong you are and and all that good stuff. It's about who's going to be the leaders and what roles we're going to get ready to to play as we head into the season. And so, um, I definitely think it is our most important time of the year in the weight room and building those relationships.
2: So when you're talking about getting your body in shape, June, July, was that coach Connors or was that you on your own or a bit oh, of both?
0: It was coach Connors.
2: Okay. It so was. you were able to, to work with the coach Yes, during the summer? Yes.
0: Yeah. We had summer school. Everyone, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of guys were in summer school mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, we were able to do some things, and um, but as I say that, we we actually took it upon ourselves in a, in a lot of ways because we actually went on the out on the field ourselves. Yep as a team, and um, we went against uh, the defense and did some things um, offensively, defensively that we worked on that we were going to do during the season to try to get better. And so we, we took it upon ourselves, no coaches involved. Yep. And um, that, that was part of the leadership group that we had, man. And uh, we all just wanted to get better. Uh, it, it was the time of the year where you actually – when you do look at that schedule, yeah, man. it you starts do to get real a little bit. And You're like, "All right, okay. We can win that one, we can win that one, we can win that one." <laughs> all right? And then when it got to the season, then you take it one game at a time, right? But um but definitely in the offseason, man, you, you thought about playing in Miami, Virginia Tech and all those things went through your mind at that point. Mm-hmm. Um it it was it was good, man. It was good. And, and like Jason said, it, we bonded very well in the summer.
2: Did you guys see yesterday uh they, they released some kickoff times for ecu football so the opener will be a nooner uh at noon at the big house against michigan and that'll be on peacock I don't know. Y'all, y'all streaming? Y'all got the streaming mm, I'm, channels? I'm,
7: I'm half stream and I'm still half cable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. That's a cheaper option. So like uh, if you want to pay six, seven bucks to watch the Pirates, you can do that.
0: All stream for me right now.
7: <laughs>
2: okay. So you're good to go. You're a modern man, Marcus. There you go. Uh, so that's a, a noon kickoff. East Carolina at App State week three will be on ESPN Plus. That's at 3.30. Week four, Gardner Webb here will be at six o'clock on ESPN Plus and they announce a night kickoff on ESPN on a Thursday night as well. How about Jason? will go as a player and a coach. Mm-hmm. When'd you like to play? When'd you like to kick it off? First, as a player, what was your favorite time?
7: As a player, the sooner the better. You know, what, what used to, I guess, bother me and probably bother Marcus too is when you had to sit in the hotel. All day long. I remember it was a a couple times we went down to Southern Miss. And I mean, yeah, we fly in Friday, but we didn't play until Saturday night. And so, you know, it's not much for you to do. I mean, it's only so many meetings you want to be in and all that good stuff. You just want to go play. As a coach, I I did. I like the early kickoff. To be honest with you, it kind of gave you an opportunity to see what else was going on across the landscape. You know who's winning, who's playing well, and all those good things.
2: Because y'all don't get, I I realized that early on. I remember when I first started a pirate radio, going out talking to Donnie Kirkpatrick, who was a Washington fan like myself, and. I say, Coach, man, you, you see that? He was like, what? And I was like, what, what happened earlier? He was like, no, nah, I've been in practice. I had not watched anything. Like, you guys don't get a chance to watch a whole lot, do you?
7: During football season, we're the least football fan you can be. I yeah. mean, it's the yeah. only team you get to watch is the one you're coaching most of the time. And, you know, you'll sneak off every once in a while if you got that time to go watch that last game of the, uh, in the evening if you had that opportunity. But uh, you don't really get to see as much football
0: as you think. Uh, and that's what I say I enjoy about this, man. Is because it gets me to oh, yeah. uh, revisit some sports and uh, baseball, basketball, all of it to to the point that I wasn't before. Because like you said, coaching, man, it's it's all about your team and uh, late nights and all those good things. And uh, but as a player, yes, you definitely wanted to get that game on <laughs> on and popping, man, from the. From as soon as possible, right? Uh, I wouldn't say mornings. I wouldn't say mornings, (laughs) but um, noon around noon it would have been good, yeah, for sure. If we had every game, yeah. Uh, But but as a coach, man, it does give you that chance to to look around and see different games um, and all those good things. But um, or kind of fine tune some things on your own,
2: Right. right? Yeah, go back. How much do you guys do that after a noon game? If you win or lose trying to clean up, do you jump right back into it, Jason? Do you give it a day or two to breathe? You know, how does it work?
7: Man, you're you're still on that laptop when you get home about four o'clock. Yeah, you still have a game on in the background, but you're you're watching to see how your guys played and and making sure that that they're doing the things that they're supposed to do. So, it's it's very little relaxation. Once you get done with that, you probably got that last couple hours where you can kind of just watch a game and and get ready for Sunday cuz be, believe it or not what people don't understand, Sunday is the busiest day of the week um it's you're putting one to bed and you're starting to open up another mm-hmm. one so um it, it is the busiest day for a college coach no doubt
2: what is sunday is that uh i guess film do you do film and then uh, i know ecu always practices yep. uh, practice on a sunday so it's film and then practice you, right?
7: you'll do film several times on sunday because one you're going to watch it as a staff if and then you've watched it as an individual probably saturday night sunday right. morning you're going to watch it as a staff at some point in time uh, to go over the the corrections, what what we need to get better at, and then you're going to watch it as a position group, and then you finally get it put to bed, and then you move on to practice, and then after practice, you normally come back in and start watching and getting a good, uh, I guess, breakdown of what you're getting ready to face
0: that upcoming week.
2: How has technology made that easier for you guys as coaches uh, back for when you were a player?
0: Well, I mean that—that's Division One that he's talking about. <laughs> I coached at the D two level. Right. It was—it was all me a lot of the times, but because you have volunteers and, and such, um, and we did things differently in regards to uh, guys being there um, at the facility to watch film together. But uh, we made it happen. Um, uh, the difference, I mean, uh, man, it's for me. It was my first time actually as well. So it was my first time coaching at the collegiate level. Uh, so I watched a lot of the guys um, in regards to the mistakes and all those things. But for me, I, I I really kind of try to put it to rest as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh, make the correction. Make the corrections, and um, because we care a lot of things from one game to the next. All right. As far as getting better. Um, and then we kind of coach during the week as well just on those mistakes that we made during the game.
2: So, uh, Jason, the last couple of years, we've been talking to players on Mondays here on Pirate Radio, and we've had, you know, Holton and, uh, and Isaiah last year, Rajay Harris was awesome, and uh, we had uh, Tyler Snead the year before that, but we've had a lot of guys, and they – They'd have these tough losses at the end on Saturdays, and I'm like, man, I'm dreading talking to these guys. I don't want to ask them about dropping a pass, but you got to do it. And they come in here, and they're like all smile, like They're ready to go. And it it clicked that they got that other game coming up. Like, they can't be a fan. They can't be me focusing on what happened there because it's done, nothing you can do about it. So that mindset, that's something you probably got to drill into the guys too, right?
7: Man, you can't let one game cost you two. And so as soon as you can put it to bed and, turn the page and start focusing on what you got to get ready to do this week to go win, the better you're going to be as a team. And the teams that make that adjustment the best are the teams that will go on and have great seasons because it is about being able to turn the page, win or lose. You know, you only got a 24 hour period uh, to enjoy it or to get over it and let's move on.
2: That win part too, that's the other side. You can't celebrate too long too, right? So you got to bring them back down.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the biggest thing we used to always get get told is uh, when you walk around on campus and they patting you on the back just know they setting you up <laughs> <laughs> that's like a steve loganism right <laughs> right, right.
2: your best friend this week but you you drop one and see what happens uh man uh, marcus we had a good chat with doug martin earlier this week it's available on facebook and youtube we'll air it on pirate radio at a later date uh but he had some great things to say about jason and guess what jason when we talked about a play uh, one play he said uh let's go down to miami and marcus uh we didn't know what the heck he was doing or why he threw that ball, but Nichols broke free. And uh, But you talked about that play a couple of weeks ago, and that one still stood out to uh, Coach Doug Martin as well.
7: Well, that was, uh, like Marcus said uh, the last time I was in here, that was just something we, it's that, you asked me what goes on during the summertime? There you go. It's That's those it. type of connections that you make. You know, it's a body language. They, they got to understand what I'm doing, and I need to understand what they're seeing, and um, so it, it's that moment, and, and it might happen once, because that that was the only time yeah, I've ever much. caught a pass on that,
0: that was particular it. play. And, and, was and the one. thing about it is that, again, like a testament to to, J, um, to Jason is that he was in the right place when he was supposed to be there. Right? Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? He didn't deviate from his route,
2: and you knew you he could count deviate. on him to, to be there. And, yeah,
0: and, and it was a no brainer for me. Like I looked up and read my <laughs> key and flicking the wrist, and there it goes. So. All
2: right. And the rest is history. The rest is history, yeah. <laughs> uh, But we'll have that interview uh, coming up. So next week, Marcus, we're going to talk to uh, Jeff Connors coming up Tuesday at 3 o'clock. He'll join us. We'll have more recorded interviews. we got Lester Lyons planned for next week. That'll be fun. Uh, but a whole lot coming up. And uh, Marcus, you are... You are working me to the bone, Yo, man. <laughs> but it's been awesome. It's been great. All these interviews been have been so great and uh, have really enjoyed them. Pernell Griffin was awesome, man. Yeah. He was such a great guy to talk to, so I uh, really enjoyed these chats.
0: Man, I have, too, and uh, great Pirates, man. Yeah. Great Pirates off the field and uh, and Jason, doing, what? doing some great things in the community.
2: So, exactly. That's what I wanted to talk about. Everybody, it seems like we're bringing on, is giving something back, whether it be getting in the coaching world, uh, doing things on their own but that's that's what's really stood out to me is you group of kids back in the 90s have turned into to what you are
7: yeah, you know what? We we play with some great guys. Um, I tell you what, them, when I go back, I'm not a big Facebook guy, but I get on there occasionally, especially in my downtime right now. But just to see what some of these guys are doing with their lives right now has is, is been uh, and very impressive to me, you know. And that lets you know the caliber of of persons that yeah. we were playing with uh, when we were here at uh, at East Carolina, and so that's that's part of why you win
2: awesome stuff about to wrap it up with you guys uh we'll we'll circle back to hoops tonight so i believe i saw the nuggets were like nine point favorites does that sound right to you chandler have you looked at it and they keep putting these big numbers against miami and if i'm a better i'm scared to to take a number that high but what do you think miami coming off a grueling series nuggets have had forever to sit and wait so the old rest versus rust thing you got to factor that in what kind of game y'all think we'll see in game one tonight though
0: Man, I think it's gonna be. Um, I think it's gonna be a closer game than uh, than they. Uh, the,
2: than the nine. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Said <laughs> it's, it's gonna be. Um, I, I think Miami is gonna show up. Here's the thing, though. They are gonna be a tired group, I believe. Uh, and then to go up against the Denver team that's been resting for a long period of time in regards to basketball. Um, but um, I, I do think it's gonna be because of that that factor. That this is it, man. This yeah. is it. They're there. All right, they did what they had to do. They went seven. All right, now I, I don't think they're going to um, let down the teammates, let down the coaches in regards to, man, oh, this it's been tired. Let's let us it down now. No, this, this is championship basketball <laughs> right now, right? And so – I, I think they're going to show up for sure.
2: Chandler, you see anything about Tyler Hero? Is he playing? I haven't seen anything. I know he's been hurt, and they might get him back. I know
8: he's on the comeback uh, trail from his injury, but I, I'm not sure if he's available tonight for game one, but you should see him sometime in the series.
2: Jason, it sounded like uh, series-wise, you, you you think the Nuggets can get it done, but how about tonight? What kind of game one do you expect?
7: I, I think uh, early. Uh, Denver may be a little bit off just because of the rest. But I think they'll turn it on late, and I think they'll find a way to win this first game coming out the gate.
2: All right. Sounds good. Jason, uh, awesome having you back in here. I as I said, it. you're welcome anytime. And Marcus, uh, keep up the good work with what you're doing, man. These interviews have been really, really fun, and we'll, we'll got a couple more planned for next week.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you guys for your hard work as well.
2: Yes been a lot of fun been a lot of fun jason nichols and marcus crandall joining us today to kick off a big edition of pirate radio live when we return we'll talk a little baseball ronald vincent jh rose going for another state championship we'll talk to coach rv when we return on pirate radio live after this
1: You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to DrinkPirateWater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Uh, East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to CallNewBlue.com. That's call, blue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
2: All right. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Clip Rock here with you on a Thursday edition of PRL. Saw a tweet from our buddy, Corey Glore. Hello. Tweeted out a picture of beautiful Baton Rouge in the ballpark there. as Tulane getting some work in as they try to pull a massive upset in the baton rouge regional it'll be east carolina and oklahoma coming up friday night seven o'clock by the way dang got some news to share for our watch along friday night at seven it'll be myself it'll be chandler honeycutt and it'll be former ecu tight end bryce williams hanging out can't wait we got bryce out of the house on a friday night yeah i know i'm very excited for him to join us and uh we'll have a
8: good time tomorrow starting at six o'clock with the tailgate pregame show for an hour and then 7 o'clock we will start watching along with you so uh, join us at 7 o'clock for ECU Oklahoma
5: and I'll be joining you for the first half hour of the watch along
2: alright so All Charlie right. will be here at 6 for the pregame and uh, you'll stick around watch a little baseball yeah
5: for about for about a half hour or so for the uh, first couple of innings maybe yeah yeah first couple of innings and then I
8: gotta I gotta split gonna be fun I'm gonna so bring check me some
2: out. Out. I cold bring,
8: snacks I might bring me some cold snacks All right. hopefully to have with old big bryce williams
2: okay he's fired up ready to go as are we more baseball this weekend how about a state championship for jh rose that is on the line when they play beginning on uh on this weekend so we will talk about that now with coach rv the legendary head coach of the jh rose rampants ronald Vincent, joining us today on pirate radio live coach how you doing
9: <laughs> doing
2: fine doing fine ready to play Yes sir and uh coach uh, first of all you, you got West Henderson coming up you just got by Southern Lee so I was looking at, you know, the, the NCAA baseball tournament. Clemson, the hottest team right now, has not – I think they've won 22 straight. I'm looking at what you've done, and we're, we're in June, Coach, and your last loss was in early April. So uh, you're focused right now on just the next game and one win. But how about that winning streak? Is that something you, you, you put out there to your team? Is that something you try not to talk about? Uh, how about that as you head to this championship? Uh, you
9: know, we hadn't really talked about it as much – we we're um, you know we realize that it, how baseball is and we we try we try to go one pitch at a time, one inning at a time, you know, and all this and we can't get caught up in that other stuff. But uh, you know, I, did, I didn't realize till you just told me we hadn't lost one since. Uh, April, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: April. <laughs> quite a run. Uh, the Rampants are on right now, and that run saw them knock off Southern Lee uh, in a best of three series, and only needed two games to do it. Had the extra innings win at home, and then went on the road and uh, had a shutout. So, how about getting by Southern Lee to get to this championship, Coach? Uh, what did your team do well in those matchups?
9: Well, you know, they were very good. They they had a very good team. Had uh, some really good pitching and, and catching, and uh, we had a. Really, really bad inning against them, and they scored four runs and got up on us. And then we came back and tied it up four to four, and then uh, and, and, uh, uh, scored in the bottom of the eighth on a walk-off base hit by Alex Popovich. And then, then on uh, Thursday, last Thursday, we uh, I went out and got a great pitching performance from uh, uh, Andrew Wallen, and uh, scored you know seven runs, scored three in the last inning on four straight two-out hits. Uh, so, so uh, you know they they were very good. We we had to scrap really hard to get by that one, and uh, yeah, I'm sure West Henderson's going to be just as good. It's going to be really hard to get by. Them.
2: And coach, you've had a a, a bit of time here. You usually, don't get this much time between games. So you've had some time for rest and some time for practice and everything in between. So how's that gone for your team?
9: Well, it, you know it, it, it was it was good. of uh, our guys kind of banged up a little bit to get the you know heal up and get ready but uh, like you said Clip it's been golly you know very seldom during after we start playing do we get eight days off you know it's usually you know a couple here. you know might have two days off or a weekend off but it's very unusual that you get this so we've kind of worked on taking care of our stuff and, and, and taking care of some of the things that we need to work on and, uh, and our boys have worked hard at it this week it's been a been a good week of practice and uh
2: Today is gonna to be the last practice they have. <laughs> yeah. And then uh for some, yeah, the last uh the last one as a rampant uh is J. H. Rose twenty six and three. We'll be taking on West Henderson twenty five and five. Last time we talked to you, coach, we talked about the advances in technology and you being able to see teams on video and things like that. So have you been able to to do any scouting on this team that uh, you'll be facing coming up? West Henderson.
9: Uh, actually actually very little there there was some stuff on the line, but you couldn't really tell a whole lot uh, about it you know uh, uh we know they've got a pitcher that's going to state that's uh, committed to state and we've got uh a uh, couple other players one guy's actually going to play quarterback uh in uh south carolina i think and uh so they the, you know they've got good athletes and uh hadn't been able to find out as much this time as we have in the past uh uh but uh we we know that we know they're you know they've got uh, really good catcher, and we we know this. And but it's gonna be it's gonna be a scrap every time you you know twenty five and five is
2: hard to do. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, coach. Uh, so game one coming up Friday night, eight o'clock, and then game two will be Saturday at two. And if necessary, you'll play a third on Saturday. So how about the pitching for you? Do you have that kind of detailed out right now?
9: Uh, right now, it, it uh, it's probably we're gonna go with Andrew Wall and and then then. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Collins and uh Davis Hathaway, that's kind of the way we've got it lined up right now uh but you know everything kind of falls apart because you, you really need to really we're going to really try to win the first game as they are yeah you know because you want to get ahead and uh, whatever but uh, it is uh you know that, that's been what we've been able to do all year we've had uh, our pitch. our three good pitchers have you know really really done well with it.
2: That's what makes postseason baseball fun, even at the major league level, Coach. I remember, you know, Randy Johnson coming in as a closer uh, in the playoffs. And you look at ECU, they are all hands on deck with what they had to do with their pitch. What if what if Rose had to play six games in four days or whatever, Coach? What would your pitching look like?
9: <laughs> <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be pitching night crudders and JVs.
2: <laughs> it is survival of the fittest this time of year, though, right? I mean, it's all hands on deck for you. Yeah, and,
9: and you know, we've, you know a couple of other guys that that have pitched quite a bit this spring. You know they hadn't pitched much lately, but uh, we've had workouts for them and we've done a lot of a lot of uh, good bullpens for them. So our guys, you know, we we've done what we can do. It's just as whether it gets done or not. Just uh, um, as you know, baseball's a
2: crazy game. Yes, sir, and uh, and you know it better than anybody. And I've never really thought about that part of it, Coach. You, you hear these football teams in college say they want to go to a bowl game to get those extra practices for the young guys. When you have a a long season like this, you're you're kind of able to maybe start developing guys for next year too, right?
9: Right. We 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 bought up uh, five or six JVs, and uh, and then you know our our eleventh graders have gotten a much extra practice, intense practice. And and you know you'd like to think that helps going into next year. These guys get all these uh, extra reps and stuff like that that they they wouldn't be getting. in this. and it's uh, not like playing travel ball or summer ball. It's you know th- this is very intense and and you know they've had to get used to it. So that it's kind of a. Kind
2: of a big deal, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Ronald Vincent joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. It'll be JH Rose and a West Henderson coming up on a Friday. And uh, Coach, how about the uh, Burlington Athletic Stadium? Is that right? How about the park and the venue you'll be at this weekend?
9: You know, I actually, I actually went there one time a long time ago when Clayton McCullough was playing in oh, the wow. and he was there that night. So uh, we went up there and saw it. It's, it's, a, it's a nice stadium, as you would imagine, and. Uh, uh, it's uh, you know it's a minor league park so it's going to play big and, and uh, uh,
2: uh, we'll, we'll have to use our speed a little bit this time. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. JH Rose, West Henderson coming up. Ronald Vincent looking for uh, another state championship with these rampants and coach. I have enjoyed talking to you during this playoff run. We wish you the best of luck and i hopefully be uh, bringing a trophy back to Greenville on Saturday.
9: Uh well well thank you and, and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be tough and you know, things gonna have to break our way.
2: Well good luck, coach. Thanks for joining us. All right, thank you. Yeah, see you later. There is the legendary Ronald Vinson joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, the Rampids trying to win another state championship. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back hour two, Pirate Radio Live. Got the Infamous Big Game Boomer coming up. I've been pretty open uh, that I'm not a fan of Big Game Boomer's act and his list. And I'll tell him as much uh, when he joins us. But we'll talk Oklahoma baseball, some Sooners football. When Oklahoma fans hear the name Lincoln Riley, what comes to mind now? uh, is: Have they moved on? Is that still a sore topic, sore subject? Uh, So we'll talk about all things... Oklahoma, Charlottesville Regional, and more with Big Game Boomer. Got Brandon Manning joining us at 4.30. And uh, another former Pirate, Dustin Sasser. So we'll talk some Pirate baseball a lot in hour number two. Don't forget Stephen Schock joining us in hour three of today's show. And Name That Sound. A fun final two hours of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this.
1: you're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Meta Spa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaSpa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff.
2: Pirates and Sooners, Friday night, 7 o'clock. I'm glad we're playing the baseball team and not the number one ranked softball team. Uh, who are once again at the uh, softball college world series and right now the uh, sooners and stanford cardinal are scoreless as they play in the bottom of the second inning on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line and talk about the sooners with big game boomer infamous on uh, twitter and social media for his list and we'll uh, talk about that as well but uh boomer welcome to Pi radio how you doing
10: good good I'm doing great thanks for having me on
2: absolutely I'll uh, we'll talk <laughs> talk some Sometimes. Talk some Sooners baseballs. It'll be the Pirates and the Sooners coming up seven o'clock on ESPN two on the Charlottesville regional. We'll be right here in the Pirate Radio Studios watching that, and uh, hope you will join us on YouTube and Facebook Live. Going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Boomer, want to talk about your your online presence, your social media presence, but also we we've, we've been trying to break down uh, these Sooners here and. Uh, from what I hear, the solid team uh, kind of snuck in, uh, but we know they can make a run uh, just looking back to what they did a year ago. So how would you kind of break down this 2023 Sooners baseball team?
10: Well, I mean, definitely. I think this team, uh, I, I just, is not the same as last year. I, I think the pitching was better. I mean, they just don't have as much momentum as they did heading into the, the uh, regionals like last year. Oh, you won the you know Big Twelve tournament, uh, beat Texas, and you know you you could feel it kind of when they went to that uh, regional down in Gainesville that hey they're going to beat Florida they're going to beat Florida win and then when they went to Virginia Tech the next year or the for the Super Regional they're like w- you you could just feel the momentum. This I feel like they kind of snuck in, kind of backdoored their way in, um, pitching. Definitely is 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 a concern. Other than uh, Braden Carmichael, who was was a fantastic uh, left-handed thrower, I mean the 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 pitching staff is not deep, Um, so that's a concern. Um, You know, thirty-one and twenty-six on the year, it was it was a it was a tough tough season. Um, You know, started off the season losing a couple to Cal Baptist. Um, They got swept by K State. But, I, I mean, they, they also, this team, they, they, they can play. There's times where they can play well, um, where they took like two out of four from Stanford, um, So, who is hosting regional. So I don't know what we're going to expect. Um, <laughs> and and I, I, I hate that we're playing ECU because I, I love
11: ECU's
10: fan base and the passion that you all have, um, especially for baseball. That's super regional against Texas. Last year was just an awesome atmosphere. So, uh, you know, if, if the Sooners can't come out of that regional, then, uh, I, I, you know, I'd like to see the Pirates do it. But Virginia's tough. Virginia's tough. They got good
2: offense. Talking to Big Game Boomer, breaking down the Charlottesville Regional. Should be a lot of fun beginning on Friday with – Army, uh, West Point taking on Virginia, and then it'll be the Sooners and the Pirates getting together on the Diamond. And uh, you mentioned the Pirates, and I know that you are certainly aware of, of East Carolina. Just uh, seeing social media, a lot of Pirate fans will interact with you. And, and I do want to talk about your <laughs> everything you do on social media in a moment. Um, but I, I, are, So where are you uh, are located, Boomer? Because I've seen you talk about NC State and ECU and things like that. Do you have any ties to North Carolina, the state?
10: No ties. Okay. No ties. I, just, I like the fan bases out there. I mean, the st- state of North Carolina, I mean, is loaded with schools. I mean, because you've got ECU, NC State, App State, another great fan base. UNC, Duke, Wake Forest, yeah, I mean, they're all right fan bases, but not, I'm not as passionate as the top three that I just listed. So it's uh, a lot of fun in that state. I need to get out there again uh, and go to Raleigh and get out to Greenville
2: um, as well. No doubt. I uh, would love to have you in the jungle or at uh, Dowdy Pickling Stadium for a big football game and uh, and actually my favorite sport this is how crazy and uh, i guess i am I, i'm i'm a basketball fan so i love ecu basketball i, I did not <laughs> we just don't have any success in fact we played oklahoma i don't even know if you remember it a couple years ago in one of those kind of preseason tournament deals and i uh, had the sooners on the ropes but lost that game uh to the oklahoma sooners in our only meeting on the basketball court uh big game boomer joining us here today on pirate radio live so boomer um just just Real quick, back on OU baseball. Who are uh, some of the guys in the lineup to, to keep an eye on?
10: Well, um, oh gosh, uh, uh, Madron. Uh, Br- I always butcher his name, um, uh, Bry- Bryce Madron. He's a uh, he's got the, he's probably our best hitter. Um, he's uh, you know he's had I think eleven or twelve uh, home runs this year um so he, he's probably from power perspective he's probably the best hitter um and then you know i think anthony mckenzie is pretty good uh, dakota harris also um plays well and you know one thing with ou that that you got to look out for is they are real they, they're really good at uh stolen bases um a lot of situational hitting um that's kind of where they've Produce a lot of runs um, with some hit and runs and um, stealing bases. So, um, you know, if I'm an ECU fan, gotta watch out when there's Sooners on the base base pass because they will steal. I think they were like 24th or 25th this year in stolen bases. Yeah. So um, they they are they do like to run. Um, but yeah, um, uh, other than that, I mean that's uh, I mean it's a, it's a good lineup. I mean they're 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 talented and uh, like I said Bryce uh, Madron he, he, he's the best hitter um, so he's the one that you want to look out for um, when you are facing the Sooners
2: Talking to Big Game Boomer, for for those, uh, I assume a lot of our listeners know exactly uh, who that name is, if you don't, uh, 81.2 thousand followers on Twitter, and you talk football, and and what you do, and and you know what, I've got to be honest, I try to be pretty authentic uh, with uh, the people listening to the show. I I hate the list. I'm not a fan of the list. I don't like the list. I I, I, I just, I don't, but I totally get it. And it's not your fault. It's the fault of, and I'll group myself into this, the the dumb Americans out there that just can't stop arguing about everything. So it's perfect. Uh, You put out a list, and I'll use it for ECU, uh, just looking at at the Pirates. You put out a list of uh, wide receiver coaches in college football, uh, and if uh, if we have a guy up there, people will be happy about it. If you put out a list of best running backs and Keaton Mitchell's up there, we'll have our coaches retweet that and quote tweet that and put it out there. Yep. Now, if you have a list and our guy's missing, our, the coaches will never put that out there. The fans will then get on, out there and talk about how you suck and this list sucks. And so it's. I mean, it's out there to uh, generate talk and conversation and it works a hundred percent of the time. And it's, uh, (laughs) I don't know. I I don't, how did you even begin to do this? Like, did you come out with a few genuine lists early on and then it just,
10: yeah, you know, I started this back in, I want to say like November of 2020. Um, I had really never gotten on Twitter before and just got on, started talking some college sports with people and, you know, every, people love to argue, and I just saw so much, like, people are just arguing about politics yeah. and stuff, like, 24-7. I'm like, I'm not about that. So I was like, what if we could do something where we argue about sports, uh, you know, twenty every day, 24-7? And that's kind of how I got the idea, of just posting, really, my opinions. And, you know, did I think it would blow up like this? No, but, I mean... <laughs> It's fun. I mean, you, you, like you said, coaches and players take those lists seriously, um, and of course, the fan bases do. You should see my DMs. I mean, <laughs> I get some angry fan, fans uh, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of blew up, uh, and you know, I'm just taking it every day, enjoying it because I love sports and and especially college sports. There's nothing. Pro sports have nothing on college athletics. The passion from the fan bases is I mean second to none. Um, you couldn't make a best restaurant list in every pro town, and people wouldn't care they, they're not invest they're not invested yeah. in the pro teams like they are college teams where you literally they play a sport that, you know the school has a team for every sport, so it's been cool man It, it has been really cool over the last couple of years.
2: Um, uh, let's see if I can pull it up real quick. I went to um, an ECU uh, forum, hoist the colors. Was it last week? A couple weeks ago, and I saw a thread, and the thread was big game boomer, and I was like, "Oh, are they? Are we about to have a discussion about big game boomer?" No, it was about like the best barbecue list, and. <laughs> I was like, how do y'all get sucked into this every single time? And the thread just went on and on and on. And and I'm like, man, this guy's a genius. This guy is a freaking genius. Uh, So it, it gets folks talking. I guess the part I don't like is if people take it too seriously and actually get legit mad about what you are typing out on your list. If people can have fun with it and go back and forth, and it is a a great thing, uh, obviously, but uh, it is something. I mean, you could put out a list today, like best, I thought about this, best modes of transportation, and you have, like, pontoon boat, 42, and electric scooter, 44, and you'd have, like, the electric scooter people yelling at you, and then the pontoon boat people are going back, you could just create a war out of nowhere, but that's how it happens. Yeah, that's
10: that's exactly how it happened, Um, so... It, it, it's yeah, exactly. It's gotten to the point now where I was on Pac-12 Series XM last week, and I was saying I could do a list like you were just saying, like best parking meters at three college towns. And if I ranked like Washington number one, then you get Arkansas fans coming. You know, we've got the best parking meters in state. Yeah, like, exactly. It's,
2: just yeah it, you are the fun. puppet master it's uh it's pretty incredible <laughs> and uh this is pretty cool too you're uh a home field apparel and i'm actually wearing uh, the east carolina peach bowl champion shirt home field apparel shirt today uh actually oh, okay. which uh they dropped an ecu line not that long ago but you have a uh a partnership <laughs> with them as well
10: yeah yeah no the uh home field i cannot say nice enough i mean they they are my favorite apparel uh, shop I've got a pirate shirt I think it is I think I have got that same shirt that you're talking about um, the old PD pirate yep. uh, logo which looks great um, but yeah they're 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 great I'll always have cool uh, new shirts coming out um, so yeah if you if you you like that kind of retro vintage type of style clothing for college gear home field is your spot
2: it's a great. Great, copies. super soft shirts, still. Absolutely, uh, they look cool and they they feel great. Um, Boomer, how about if I? So there was a, an offensive coordinator coming up here at East Carolina. Young guy, he was about my age when I was interviewing him. Um, oh gosh, it's been 10, 12 years ago now, 13 years, but Lincoln Riley, um, came over with Coach Ruff from Texas Tech. Uh, he is boy wonder. We're putting up a million points, a million yards, all that stuff. Goes to Oklahoma. Now, if I say the name Lincoln Riley to an Oklahoma fan, is it still like salt in the wound? Does it still hurt? Are you okay? Can we talk? Like, how, how do you feel about it? Oh,
10: man, it's still salt in the wound. This fan base, it's going to take years mm. for this fan base to. I think get over this especially after last year with OU going six and seven and Lincoln Riley you know lost in the Pac-12 championship but you know made it to a New Year's six game Caleb Williams wins the Heisman it's a it's a salty and sensitive topic uh down here in Norman
2: (laughs) for sure how about uh, Brett Venables? What's the uh, the take on it? It's so crazy today. You you have a bad year. You're ready to to fire the guy. But, you know, uh, uh, yeah. would you say overall the fans are, are going to rally around Venables? Yeah. Or, or does he already have a hot seat here after one year?
10: That, I mean, if we go through kind of what happened this past season, I think things will start ramping up. But, now, yeah. I mean, you have a top five recruiting class, which I don't think – I mean, that, that was phenomenal how uh, Venables was able to close that out this past season – um, but but we'll see. I think last year Venables he was really kind of learning how to be a head coach. You can kind of see it on the sideline. Some game management stuff he kind of messed up. Um, so I, he, you know, coordinators that's a completely different role than being a head coach. And so you got to learn that. So I, I I think this year I'm expecting them to be better. I mean, if they go six and seven, I mean the sky is falling. But I don't think. I think I think this year, honestly, nine and three, eight and four, is kind of where I see this team because they are talented. Um, they just got to put it all together.
2: Boomer, how about the move to the SEC? Uh, how much are people talking about? Hey, let's uh, let's win a Big Twelve championship. And how many people have already kind of turned the page to man? Uh, starting in twenty twenty four, it's about to get real, real. You know what's that like uh, with that coming up? You
12: no, know,
10: I think people are are anxiously excited about it. Um, it's it's definitely great uh for the university because they're going to be making a ton of money i mean it makes sense financially i'm kind of sad because i i I do like the big 12 especially with the new schools that they added i think that's a conference set up for success uh for the foreseeable future but uh it's definitely i mean if we go six and seven this year knowing we got to go to the sec it's uh it's going to be going to be some a lot of concerned people uh in in Norman uh for sure I mean I am just looking forward to playing in the SEC for other sports like softball is extremely competitive in the SEC um looking forward to seeing how you do that play in there so it's uh it's fun it's crazy how times are changing I would not be surprised if some sort of conference realignment thing happens here in the next couple weeks once uh baseball season's over So uh, we'll see. It's a day-to-day kind of reporting thing for conference realignment.
2: Crazy times and uh, ever-changing in the world of college athletics. We're talking to a big-game boomer. So, Boomer, uh, what's your next list? Have you ever done, like, uh, best guitar players? That could get some old folks fired up. I don't know if that's your demographic. (laughs) Yeah,
10: I did. I did a a while ago. I did, like, the best every college fan base's favorite, like, music artist. (laughs) I did that a while ago. Uh, you know, right now I'm doing I'm doing my player rankings, which that takes a lot of time, and then I'm, I'll get on the coaching rankings here in a couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, by the time I get through that, it's really just uh, the season will be you know right on the edge of it. So, um, you know, I hopefully my you know content. Helps people get through the off season because it, it does for me for sure.
2: I'll, I will say that I, I do love an off season list for football, but uh, Big Game Boomer is responsible for more Twitter wars. Uh, like you are a war criminal. Uh, the, the, <laughs> you just you pull the strings and sit back and watch the bombs go off. It's pretty incredible. Yeah,
10: yeah. No, it, it, it's fun. I do have to say, like with ECU's fan base, yeah. my opinion. ECU is a Power 5 fan base that's just stuck in a group of five conference. Because I think that their passion for their school, it rivals, I mean, it, it reminds me almost kind of an SEC type of fan base. Rabid, passionate about their school and every sport. Um, so I think very highly of uh, Pirate Nation.
2: Yeah, I think that's very well said, Boomer. And it's because it kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier. Just, I, I'm a I'm a huge sports fan. I'm a diehard Unfortunately, Washington, now Commander's fan, was a Redskins fan. Uh, But that is, you know, five-plus hours away. I'm a huge Braves fan. That's like, what, eight hours away. The Hornets are six yeah. hours away. So I love all those teams, but they're so far away, you just don't get the day-to-day stuff. So around here, it is all about East Carolina uh, here in Greenville, and that's why we have that passion uh, for our school. And uh, I think you, you, you said that pretty well earlier in the conversation. Well, Boomer, we'll, uh, we'll let you run. You got a prediction? How about your list? What's your uh, your top four teams to advance in the, out of the Charlottesville Regional? Who are you putting uh, up top on that list?
10: Man, I don't know. EC, I, I like. I mean, I just think Virginia is too tough right now. I mean, ECU. I mean, yeah, y'all lost to Tulane in the AAC championship. What what's wrong with that? They only had forty losses was, this year, Boomer. What's yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, um, it, it's gonna. Be, I mean, can ECU's pitching, you know, limit? Do they have enough depth in the pitching staff to limit Virginia's offense? I yeah. Is what what it's going to come down to. So we'll see. Should be fun. I wish I was going out there. I, I know a b- bunch of ECU fans are making the drive up there. So oh yeah, it uh, yeah it should be a good atmosphere. Charlotte, Charlottesville is a good college town. Are you, are you going up
2: there? I am not. We'll be uh, here in studio. We do have a few folks from Pirate Radio going though. So uh, and and you're right. We a lot of people are are heading up there. It's going to be purple and gold, well represented in Charlottesville.
10: Yeah, I was going to tell you to get some Bodo's
2: Bodo's bagels. Um, down there in Charlottesville for your All right. Business. Hey, for folks listening, there's a recommendation yep. for you. Yep. I hope you didn't just start a war with a, a competing bagel place <laughs> there in Charlottesville.
10: <laughs> <laughs> Boomer. Hey,
2: yeah. It's
10: well well-known nationally. It's a famous spot.
2: Good stuff. Hey, uh thanks for the time, man. Enjoyed the chat and uh I'll uh, keep up the work you do and keep uh keep those fires going on social media. I know you will, but Absolutely. Appreciate your time, man. Maybe we can do it again down the road.
10: Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it before football season. I, I appreciate it, and uh, good luck, good luck this weekend.
2: All right, there is big game boomer joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. You know what? That was a pretty good interview. We'll get, we'll bring him back, talk some football with him uh, coming up later on this calendar year. We've got Brandon Manning in the house joining us. B man, how you doing, sir? Doing great. How you doing, Clipper? I'm, I'm 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 I don't know i'm like tired we've had a busy week but i'm also very excited about what's coming up on friday a a busy short week exactly i mean it's well hey we worked on monday buddy we were here no i saw we listened i was there in fact i invited you here you You had something to do i i i I had i was told i needed to cook at my own house and let it be known i invited him uh, here friday night and we'll see if he stands me up two times in one week (laughs) i I don't know but there was an introduction that's supposed to happen i got to be here Oh, that's right. That's right. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk to Brandon, get his final thoughts for ECU and the Charlottesville Regional, how he's feeling one day out, and also talk to Dustin Sasser, former Pirate pitcher. So we'll uh, talk a lot of Pirate baseball when we return. PRL on a Thursday. Back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaSpa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wire. Wireless store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back into the show. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
2: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and former pirate Brandon Manning, Farm Bureau Insurance ecu preview as we are previewing the charlottesville regional robert skipper on youtube says clip never asks how his audience is that is a lie first of all i talk to you guys all the time ask how you're doing ask what's up today we've got forty eleven guests on the show and i apologize robert that i've not had a chance to talk to you fine people so i hope you're doing well
4: robert settle simmer down bud it's it's also the four
2: o'clock hour did you tune in at three and see what he said well i don't know if i talked at all we we just we've been packed today man we have been busy today and it's so big that brandon won't even get his time to shine i'm fine we're gonna have dustin sasser take over his segment he's a lot smarter than i am (laughs) well okay that's okay not saying much dustin sasser joining us on the Pirate radio live line dustin how you doing man well
12: i'm doing well guys thank you for having me on
2: Yes, sir. Thank you for your time. Brandon, I uh, appreciate you setting this up.
4: Look, talk- man, I, if there was one person I'd like talking about pitching in baseball, it's Dustin Sasser. Maybe, like I said, maybe even a Scotty Andrews. They're just two intellectual guys that really got after it. I loved uh,
2: being out there and even playing catch with of a time or two. Well, Dustin, let's uh, relive some glory days before we talk about what's going on now. Uh, your time at East Carolina. What, what do you remember uh, about towing the rubber there at uh, Clark LeClaire and, uh, and being a Pirate? Just,
12: I, I think for me, it was just being able to compete. I think, I, I think if there was one thing that I would say about myself, that I, I competed in every game that I pitched in, and the the probably the the best part about playing at ECU was that fan base and playing at that stadium. You know, I was actually fortunate enough to play my freshman year back when we had the old jungle, and then we had the the new stadium built, so I got to see the best of both worlds. Man. Uh, there's nothing like playing in front of
2: of those fans that's awesome brandon every former player says that you guys love the game of baseball you love playing for your yourselves your teammates your family but you add all those fans in there it gets you an extra jolt right look man you you take some of the games that
4: uh in those early years and dustin will say we we probably weren't favored to win i think uh 2006 we were 33 and 26 or something like that probably not favored to win a lot of games but you know we beat the acc teams we did that because of the fans a lot we those guys that got out there really did a
2: Good job getting pumped up with the fans, Dustin. Um, your post-ECU baseball career. I was looking over your minor league numbers, and and we'll talk about your uh, your post-college career. But 2009, uh, you, you had some some good numbers. 2008 as well. But uh, playing and, and pitching as good as you did, ERA in the threes. You had a really good record. So what? I don't know. Tell us about your your travels in professional baseball. How it went for you there. Well, it was uh,
12: it was quite a ride. I mean, it's it's grueling to be honest with you. You know, you don't get the the courtesy to fly in in the minor leagues until you get to the AAA level. I was fortunate enough to make it up to the AA level. I feel like I was really knocking on the door getting a a big league uh, spring training invite my last year there. It's just uh, I was unable to stay healthy. You know, I tore my rotator cuff my final year there and developed three bone spurs in my elbow and it was just something where I was like, you know what, is this, is this something I want to, want to push through? But I loved, 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 loved being in the minor league system under the Chicago Cubs and, uh, got a lot of great memories and stories and faced a lot of guys that were either in the big leagues now or have been in in previously and was fortunate enough to, uh, be roommates with, with a guy. Some people may know by the name of Josh Donaldson, um, So just, you know, a lot of memories, a lot of fun, enjoyed the minor leagues. Uh just couldn't crack it.
2: Josh, I'm glad you brought that. I was going to ask, and I want to ask some of the other names you came across. But Josh Donaldson, a player I love to hate when he's not on my team. But, man, when he was on the Braves, he was one of my favorite players all time. time. Uh, he yeah. seems like a very interesting guy. What was he like behind the scenes?
12: He very – just, I mean, I think if you could you could pick one word, it would be what you just said, interesting. Um <laughs> Great guy, nice. Uh just, just a little bit a little bit different, you know, uh from, from from what I grew up around. Um and uh super competitive. Um a little bit a little bit cocky, but you know what? At that level need to be. Um
4: but good guy.
2: Talking to Dustin Sasser, Brandon Manning here as well.
4: Brandon. Uh yeah, Dustin man, how's the, how's it the going today, bud?
12: it's oh, going cool. well man i just got home from work got a newborn baby she's uh, about three and a half weeks old mm. um so after this call i get to take over daddy duty
4: sweet they <laughs> remember those days they uh, i just had one turn 13 so it happens fast but uh yeah. if you had to say uh, you say you got some guys that are playing you know still playing today what was the uh the one guy that you faced that may or may not be playing today that you said man that guy's that guy's great who was the greatest hitter you ever pitched against
12: John uh, Carlos Stanton Oof. by far. Oh
4: God! Yeah, he, how did that go? With I was, with the,
12: I, was <laughs> I was so we I faced him a lot because we were in the uh, the, the Southern League uh, when I was with the Tennessee Smokies and he was in Jacksonville, um, and I just remember I remember one specific at bat uh, and it didn't turn out so well for me. But um, we used to watch him take batting practice. Uh, after we were done, and just the balls that this guy could hit, and how far they would go, were just unbelievable. But I remember throwing him a two-two changeup, which if anybody knows me as a pitcher, that was kind of my bread and butter. It was it was really good, and I, I hung it a little bit to him, and he hit it probably no farther than I don't know twelve feet off the ground, and it hit the top of the fence in center field. It was unbelievable how how hard he hit that ball. Um, but he's probably by far the best hitter I faced um, during my senior.
2: When you were saying that, I was looking up a list of longest home runs because I know he's up there for the Pat. But I guess the longest home run since 2015, uh, he is tied for second with 504 feet out in uh, Colorado. Ouch. He, can, he can hit them.
12: He would put him over the scoreboard during batting practice. I
2: mean, nothing. <laughs> Dustin Sasser joining us. Uh, Dustin, how closely do you are you able to keep up with Pirate Baseball these days? They are heading to another regional, but for the first time in a long time, they'll be on the road uh, in Charlottesville this year. Do you still keep up with the team?
12: I've watched. I mean, and I think that's one thing that I appreciate the most about technology these days um, is the fact that I have not had to miss a single game. I've been able to either be there or – watch every game on ESPN+. Plus, and it's just a huge benefit to us that don't live in Greenville or around the area. Um, anymore to be able to tune in and watch watch those games. And I can honestly say that I think I've seen every single game this year.
2: Man, that's awesome. Well, on that note, uh, let's talk a little pitching. So, Trey is savage. We'll get the ball. Uh, Brandon, coming up Friday, he has been East Carolina's ace this year, although they've had a lot of heroes on the mound at, at different times. And, and Cliff Godwin went into the season talking about the depth, and Dustin, if you've watched every game, you've seen a lot of guys run up there in key moments and you know josh grows on the weekend the young zach root garrett sailor carter spivey Wyatt lunsford shankman a lot of guys that have been counted on this year for this pirate pitching staff and this is when you need them right when you get into these tournament situations
12: oh absolutely i mean you know that's that's one thing i like about what coach godwin does is you know he gives he gives plenty of guys opportunities to get innings and and to get in and do their job and i think throughout the course of the year getting that experience is only going to help them for, for this weekend. Um, he enables guys that, you know, that have not been the greatest early on to kind of catch a little hot streak here recently, get that confidence and, and come into this weekend and, and, you know, hopefully perform very well for us.
4: Um, that's right. I mean, and, and to add to that, uh, when you got savage you really need him to go out there that first game you don't need to go all hands in the bullpen and get them all up we need a good you know six and two-thirds you know seven seven and a third type situation um you know as great as somebody like danny bill was i think he only gave up one run the month of may until the tournament uh he was on fire right there but he doesn't seem to throw all three all three days this this weekend um, need to keep the back backside of the bullpen as fresh as we can for that Saturday afternoon and Sunday. Um, something that's been our Achilles heel, and we don't like to mention that W word around here, but the weather looks tremendous for this weekend. I think it looks great based on what I looked at Charlottesville weather. Weathers always mess
2: us up pitching. I'm ones. seeing Saturday a little shaky yes, 30% yesterday. 30% yesterday. All right, 30%. I'll tell you that a uh, but Brandon, that's something they didn't do in Clearwater. Got in trouble that first game. That's right. Had to burn a lot of arms and, and that uh that catches up with you. Yeah, that and, and gross uh I guess being suspended sort of messed up the the rotation. Dustin, did you see that? We got a guy suspended for feeding the teammate a teammate a sub.
12: Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. Um I you know, I don't know if the umpire had uh Gotten his breakfast that morning, so I don't <laughs> know if, what he was, if he was a little hangry or whatnot. But uh, it's you know, it, 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 if it's a prop, it's a prop. But yeah, I just you know, I didn't agree with it.
2: Dustin, what do you think about a pitch clock? How would you have handled that? Are you for it against it? What do you think?
12: I'm for it. I mean, I like pitching fast. I felt like you know, the the less time I could give the guys in the batter's box, uh, the ability to get comfortable, the better. Um, so I like pitching quick. Uh, I'm I'm for it. Uh, Helps your
4: defense too, man.
12: Yeah, it helps your defense. You know, they're not able. They're not sitting back on their heels. They're actually up and ready. So. I'm
2: for it. I like it. Probably helps the catcher too, right? Brandon, keeping the rhythm, keep it going high well, pace. Well, I mean, the catcher's going to
4: work on the pitcher's pace. I mean, it has to be right there. Okay. But, I mean, the catcher, I mean, from a catcher's perspective, we we, we wouldn't mind standing up a time or two, <laughs> um, but from a outfielder and a middle infielder perspective, you know, you got to have your time to move around and time to get there, but we we like
2: moving around and being in the play the whole time, so I, I, I like the pitch clock. Dustin, I, I like to talk to Brandon about this. I'll ask you as a pitcher and not that uh, you're a dinosaur, still a young man, but you still you see changes every year in the game and how it's played and all that, and of course similarities as well. When you watch today's baseball, what do you see? This this different from when you played, uh, you know, 15 so years ago?
12: Well, I think uh, for for me as a pitcher, I think the balls. Uh, I, I remember pitching um, with balls. I felt like were going to cut me as I was throwing them, or give me a a. a a blister pretty easily because the seams are so high. I think you see a lot more uh, of a ball that's geared towards the professional level, which means the small the seams are a little bit smaller, which allows you to get a little bit more movement on, like a two seamer and stuff like that. I think that for on a pitcher's aspect, and besides the, the you know the, the pitch clock, I think that for me is is a change that I to have um, when I was pitching, just because being lefty, I didn't throw ninety five, but you know everything I had. Moved to an extent, and I, I would have liked to see that ball with those seams a little bit, a little bit lower to get a little bit more spin and get some more movement.
4: Yeah, but when you leave one hanging with these
2: new balls, they tend to go further too, Sass. Oh, they,
12: yeah, they go far.
4: <laughs>
2: Brandon, you were uh, kind of doing some hand movements there with Dustin's pitch. Is it tougher to catch a a guy who has the? i don't know the movement uh, an off-speed guy or a 102 so mile per hour guy when i transferred in i remember getting back
4: there and uh the first guy i, I really caught was cody Leggett. and cody's fastball you know it was nice it was uh, i think 88 87 somewhere in that range but i was not ready for when he flipped the glove over said here comes that deuce and he had a curveball that just was hard and sharp and fast i was like holy crap that, that's a d1 curve right there <laughs> Um I had seen Sat, me and Sasser play against each other all through high school growing up, you know, we saw each other a lot. Um I knew his stuff and mean, but Sasser was right everything he threw was great. Change up was really running. He had that was his uh, that's an amazing pitch he had. I mean back then I, I brought up Jason Knights. Um he threw from like 8 arm angles. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was, it was fun to catch those guys, uh, especially in January and February. I mean, catching Shane Matthews throwing 97 or 96 when it's 40 degrees outside is not fun. <laughs>
2: yeah. Dustin, how about the, the, the amount of guys you see throwing upper nineties, a hundreds these days, the velocity, uh, where, yeah, you, you had some guys uh, in your era doing it. Do you, do you feel like there's more guys doing that now?
12: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think the... I think the combination of uh, just, I mean, I feel like guys are just built differently these days. And part of it is, you know, strength and condition, you know, they're coming in, getting a lot stronger, a lot quicker in age. Um, And, you know, also too, as time has kind of progressed, you know, workouts and, 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 diets and and things like that have also progressed as well to to benefit these guys. And and it's definitely uh, something where you're seeing a lot more guys throwing, you know, low to mid-90s as opposed to back in the day when I think when we were coming up, you know, Shane threw low to mid-90s. You had another couple guys that threw – Low to low nineties, maybe, but that was it.
4: That was that was right. I mean, it was uh Carter when I when I was got there to Carter. Carter uh, had been injured a time or two, and he wasn't in, uh in high school. He was throwing in the mid nineties, uh, but not not so much. So that last year at uh, ECU. But you're right. I mean, we had a lot of guys that really moved it around and made the batters make mistakes. Dustin Sasser, yeah. go ahead.
12: Sorry, I mean, low, low mid nineties is great. Upper nineties is great. But if you're falling behind, and those guys can time. Those guys can time a 96 mile an hour fastball. Um, I'd much rather see guys getting ahead or, or hitting a corner um, as opposed to throwing 96 yeah.
4: down the chute. Greg Maddox had a pretty good career throwing a uh, 90.
2: Well, I was going to say, that's who I thought of. Dustin, who are your favorite guys to watch and uh, maybe emulate coming up as a lefty? Oh,
12: so, Without a doubt, grew up uh, huge Atlanta Braves fan. When I was growing up, it was you know Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, John Smalls, Steve Avery and my my grandma she always used to call me uh her little tom glavin that's who i (laughs) that's what i wanted to be like growing up i emulated everything he did as far as you know what he threw as far as his pitches to to his exact wind up and stretch
4: moves
2: exact wind up.
4: that was was my guy
2: i love tom glavin i i I knew it at the time but now I, i watching old videos and stuff he had he looked like a serial killer on the mound just like stone cold face like same uh, you know never really changed his facial expression he was locked in out there man it was awesome to watch yep yep all right uh so dustin how about the pirates they got virginia um they got oklahoma and army in the charlottesville regional what uh what's it going to take pitching wise and uh and also hitting for the pirates what do you think this weekend
12: uh, well, I think I think the guys at the plate, you know, over the course of that that tournament, uh, they got a lot more comfortable. You know, it's good to see them scoring some runs away from home, so that's a positive. I feel like they can take. There's really, it's just kind of you know making sure that they they pound the strikes on early, and then they can get cute with it later, trying to trying to get a punch out or ground ball double play or something like that. I just think. They need to put it – they need to just put everything together. I mean, if if, if, if they're going to do it, they're going to have to put both facets – off well, all three facets, defense, offense, and pitching together at the same time to get to Omaha. So, if, if, if they can do that, I think we've got a really good shot.
2: Dustin Sass for joining us. Dustin, uh appreciate the chat. Thanks for coming on, Brandon. Thank you for uh, setting this up for us, man. That was fun. Yes, sir. Sass, thank you, buddy. Always a pleasure to talk to you, man
12: i appreciate it guys i love talking baseball and especially about the pirates
2: so anytime yes sir there is dustin sasser joining us on the pirate radio live line chandler uh found an old uh picture there got him in the gold throwing lefty stud wearing 44 didn't quite get to glavin's 47 but he was close Forty four. i mean y'all i have a 47 on the roster
4: uh i do know when i came here i couldn't wear number nine i was number nine in every sport until i got here i had to wear 38 who was nine? the like director of baseball ops was given a jersey number every year. Oh. Uh, and he didn't and, like he never even sat in the dugout or anything. I, I don't remember his name because he didn't even make it through the season. He went to a minor league
2: team in Florida or something like that. What a bummer. Um, but it was all right. It was yeah. fine. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get Brandon's final thoughts on the Charlottesville Regional and wrap up hour number two. Coming up at 5 o'clock, Stephen Shock, the big donkey, uh, will join us that's gonna be a fun interview and we'll play a little name that sound in hour three as well big finish to pirate radio live a lot more to go back with you after this
3: I really wanna know
1: I am still living with your ghost You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Meta Spa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaSpa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street serves lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. You can follow Fifth Street Hardware on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room, right beside the State Theater in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock.
2: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Brandon Manning just reeling off some old pirate names. <laughs> <laughs> including pirate pitcher Chris Powell. Brandon, were you around uh, Ricky Brooks era? Uh, I saw him throw a no-hitter. Uh, sort of, because he was before me, but
4: we transferred. like that. I was in college the same time as him, but he uh, left before I got there. Gotcha.
2: I uh, saw him throw a no-no on a Sunday at Clark & Stadium, and I looked it up not too long ago. The opposing pitcher that day for Memphis was maybe Hall of Famer, but Hall of Very Good kicker, Steven Goskowski. Really? Yes. Very strange. Yeah, stat to consider there. Stat to consider. He was a weekend starter and uh, went on to be an NFL kicker. (laughs) Stat to consider. I know you are always glass half full, optimistic. You feeling that way about this Charlottesville Regional? Uh, I actually am. Um, I I would really like to get through
4: this uh, first night. I'm I'm more worried about the first night than the second night um, just because it sets us up if we can get a good – good, long pitching performance, like I said, we need seven innings. um, And we don't need to go like two pitches to the next batter and two pitches. We need seven innings, a guy throwing in and a guy throwing in with like 15 pitches apiece and be set up. Well, we're living in a perfect world. It is a perfect world, but we really need that. (laughs) I think we're going to have it. Uh, Oklahoma does not come in on a a hot streak. I think they they squeaked into the um, you know, so that sets up well against us um i actually like our like our setup uh into uh do y'all have y'all's own language <laughs> can you get my sheet with all the teams on <laughs> uh so you have your i <laughs> just say that um do you uh you know the second the second matchup with army i mean i really don't know what they have who they play against all that sort of thing um virginia we know what they have we've played against them and i think carolina
2: beat them pretty good uh two times that last weekend series or last week sounds um, like if you're doing superlatives east carolina has the best pitching staff in the charlottesville regional virginia has the best offense fair to yes. say yes uh you know virginia's typical
4: acc they're gonna have a, a top-end guy in the staff and then heavy power bats um that's what the acc is right now um but i really think we'll shut them down Um, I think our guys are going to be pretty good. We just got to beat Oklahoma. I I don't know. Man, I'm scared. I'm scared of them for some reason, but not because I'm scared of what we'll do. I'm scared of what they're capable of.
2: Yeah. Um, And what they did last year, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: They they made a run, you know, right now. Their run sort of started when they got there. Yeah, that
2: makes you a little nervous. Pretty good. But
4: I I really, I think we'll come up pretty good. Um, You know, I I hope our bats stay relatively hot, and uh, I hope Oklahoma's does not
2: all right um pirates in the charlottesville regional matches up with the conway regional who comes out of that brand and coastal rider uncw duke duke okay duke and then we host supers i don't know if it works that way though well they're a number three seed and we're a number two seed they're a number two seed they're a number two seed mm-hmm. who's got a better rpa well they are if you look at it this way ranked higher if the if they're with a 10 and we're with a seven i think we
4: host because that, where are they going to host at Durham Bulls Park? Is then available? Or, yes, the Bulls are out. We got all the answers, buddy. <laughs> it's going to make me say curse words. <laughs> let's. Have, I'm pulling for UNCW. Let's go Seahawks. So and then we will um, get them here. UNCW, ECU, yeah, UNCW. If UNCW would, would definitely host, I mean,
2: would host yeah. over that, but and Brandon, honestly, like if Duke if does host. What's the percentage of pirate fans that are going to be there? A lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah, um, the DAP will be. I just, I just despise UNCW. I don't want him to win. Real quick, Columbia Regional, South Carolina, Central Connecticut State, NC State, Campbell. Who comes Campbell. out? Campbell, Campbell, Campbell's right. going to play with a chip on their shoulder, make a run. Remember what Chris Haymeyer said before the final meeting? At EC He said, "Look, we've been to regionals. We know what it takes to get there." But you look at that last game where they played ECU a couple years ago. What happened? They had zero pitching left. He said they stocked up the pitching. Like They feel like they have retooled this roster, Brandon, to not just win a game in a regional, but win a regional. That's so right. I think, I
4: think they've done a great job. I think this guy has uh, earned a promotion to a major school, too. I don't think he stays there after this year. He's going to be
2: uh, courted hot and heavy right now by a lot of schools. So North Carolina, do they get out of Terre Haute? Uh, Indiana I, State, I, Wright State, Iowa. Uh, no, I think they lose. If you had to make a pick to win it all right now, Brandon Wake Forest, the number one. Do you go SEC? Clemson hasn't lost in two months. Who are you taking? Wake Forest has
4: got the arms, man. Uh, and this time of year, if you got those arms that are healthy and your bullpen's deep like Wake Forest is, you got to go with that. Um, but if you had to say. Pick the field or wait force. I'm going to pick the field. I mean, I'm not going to say they're the overall yeah. favorite. I really think this uh, the field overall, all 16 sites, is a very well rounded anybody can win type, you know, position. But I like wait force's arms and I like their bullpen. It's
2: going to be a lot of fun. Brandon enjoy talking pirate baseball with you on the Farm Bureau report all season long, and uh, we'll keep it rolling. Yeah, we hope we got uh, another one next week, maybe from an airport or something. We'll talk to you on the phone. Yeah. All right. Where are you? where are you headed? you told me I'm
4: uh Greece. yeah what's up with that uh, a little work trip don't okay. don't tell people i work hard every once in a while
2: hey man you, 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 hey phone's always on yeah can they so call you greece?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> man's going to greece for a work trip yeah we'll talk about it off the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have fun what do they got is it gyros Heroes? are you going to go see greece like the play no. Oh. John Travolta? That's not the one I want. Woo, <laughs> woo, woo. Very good, Brandon. All right. Enjoy uh, the baseball this weekend, Brando. Yes, sir. Good parts. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back when we return. The Big Donkey, Brandon's wife's favorite guest. She's fired up for this one, I understand. So, Hannah, stay tuned. Your husband's whatever. But Steven Shock's coming up. The Big Donkey. We'll have that for you when we return after this.
8: I will try and shake away. Can live beside the ocean Leave the fire behind
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back at the Appliance's Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliance's Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which Helps our customers save money every day. And they offer a 12 month warranty on every appliance. Plus, they will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264, right behind the new DMV. Or you can shop online at AppliancesSuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip.
2: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3 on a Thursday. We still got a giveaway coming up. We got Name That Sound coming up. And we got an awesome interview coming up with Stephen Schock, the big donkey, former Virginia pitcher, now a D1 baseball. Now you see him everywhere on social media, growing the game of college baseball. He's also uh, an honorary pirate at this point. In fact, uh, Shirley, he, he wanted to be a pirate.
11: You almost have known I wanted to be a pirate
2: growing up. Steven Schock joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. What a match made in heaven as we get the big donkey here on the show to preview the Charlottesville Regional and the NCAA Regionals coming up beginning on Friday. And Steven, it is uh, awesome to have you on. How you doing, man?
11: I'm doing great. I'm I'm glad you played that little clip. I forgot I said that, but I still stand by that. Um, I remember specifically in about second grade, I went to go get my hair cut at a new place and the barber asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I said a pirate, like, wholeheartedly, and, like, I, I really meant it. But that was also before I found out, like, pirates do a lot of crime.
2: Yeah. so We kind of look past um, that here. We, we try to focus um, on the good.
11: Yeah, don't hold me to it. I didn't mean it in, like, the murder sense. I just really like the ocean and traveling. Um
2: so <laughs> that's where I was coming from on that. That's awesome. Uh, you, you said a moment ago uh, you forgot you said that. This is a dumb question. How how many things have you said that you forgot about? I guess if you knew the answer to that, you wouldn't have forgot about them. But uh, you say so many things. Like uh, I, I could probably I, I'll play a game with you next time. I'll say is this a quote of yours, and you have to guess yes or no. That'll be fun.
11: Yeah, that's the terrifying thing, too. Like, I have no idea what I say sometimes. Sometimes I just space out, and my brain's, like, on autopilot. and I just talk, and words come out, but I'm not really saying anything, you know? And it's like, why am I doing this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Steven Schock joining us, uh, former Virginia pitcher, and you have parlayed, uh, uh, you know, a, a great career, some success some you know notable failure on the field into what you're doing today and and what a ride it's been for you steven and i don't know it just feels like you said you wanted to be a pirate growing up but it it feels like you are in the field of what you should be doing you were born to do whatever the hell it is you're doing right now is that fair to say yeah that's a
11: great way to put it because i really don't know what i'm doing but i know it's what i'm supposed to be doing you know like I've always dreamed of talking about baseball for a living. And like growing up, I dreamed of it too when I wasn't dreaming of being a pirate and to have it like just kind of stumble and fall and it happened. It's been really cool, but you know, just my whole life, everybody's always, I was a big subscriber to the belief that you can either lose or you can, or you can either win or you can learn or you can find a way to grow. And so even if the score reflects a loss or you have a bad outing and, you know, crush your team's hopes and dreams in Omaha, you can still turn that into a win somehow. And I'm just trying to prove that to the young players
2: out there. No doubt about it. What a story it is and uh, what a personality you are. And also uh, we talked to Aaron Fit quite a bit on this program and you have that connection with D1 Baseball as well as um, Aaron and Kendall and them are breaking down numbers on their computer and uh, you're, you're doing your own thing, I guess. But uh, that's a great match you guys have assembled there.
11: Yeah, I got really lucky. Like, they're my favorite. Honestly, I would say this even if I didn't work for them. Like, they're who I'd want to work for. They're just, they really just do what they do because it all starts with just a love for the game of college baseball. You know, they saw it as a climate that was kind of underserved and a sphere of college athletics that didn't really get the coverage it deserves. And, You know, credit to them, they put their boots on the ground and immediately got to spreading the good word. So, you know, while I spent most of my career trying to get them to notice me, um, I have now spent my new career just bugging them with the fact that I exist, I think. Um, Just continuously pestering them, reminding them about all the times I played at games that they might have been at and they, you know, forgot to put me in a story or something you know just just giving them a hard time like ball players will do it it's real fun and it's just a great like the company atmosphere is so cool that's one of my favorite things about Omaha of course is you know the College World Series is awesome but it's one of the only times we all really get to hang out as a D1 baseball staff and like it's just so much fun the amount of stories we pile up over the season and, you know, I'm sure you can imagine we hear a lot from players, and there's a lot that we can't talk about that gets said that's funny stuff, and like i it kills me because I want to share stuff, but it's like it would hurt reputations of people and stuff like that, so I don't, but it's fun to you know kind of go behind closed doors and share those stories with people about. All the
2: wacky things going on, no doubt. Talking to Stephen Shock today at Big Donkey Forty Seven, and uh, you can also check out the Big Donkey brand and get you some merch. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the conversation. Uh, but Stephen, have you? Uh, do you have a, a connection with any of these pirates on this current roster? Uh, Jacob Jenkins, Coward seems like he'd be up your alley. He's got a bit of a quirky personality. Josh Moylan, really. I mean, this whole team has a bunch of great dudes on it. Uh, do you know any of them? Do you, do you reach out DM with any? of those guys um so i try not
11: to bug players during this season just because like when i played i didn't get annoyed by it or like get caught up i i really like the media actually i like the attention like i wasn't trying to get drafted so like i was fine saying stupid things and like <laughs> people putting it out there because it's like okay well like most players are like oh what will scout think if i say this and me is was just like well this is how i feel here it is <laughs> <laughs> But which I'm sure people picked up on. But it, it's just like the team is so good and they got so much personality to where like that's what I love about ECU baseball is like I haven't talked to a single guy on the team. Um one kid went to my high school, his name is Nick Delesey. Yeah. Um wishing him success. He's a freshman this year, getting acclimated. Um but or I believe he's a freshman, either that or I'm getting
2: way too old. (laughs) Yeah. Nick DeLisi, we we hope uh, he has a bright future here. (laughs) Yeah.
11: But he's someone who like, I know he's going to be a great player because it's in his DNA. But what I love about the team is, like, while I haven't talked to any of them, like, I feel like I know them because of the presence, the way they play on the field and the way they carry themselves. And they're just like such a fun group of guys. Like I was listening to one broadcast and, uh, the broadcaster was talking about Carter Cunningham wanting to be, a, or say, he said something about being a zookeeper. Yeah, and then immediately hit a home run while, while the announcer is talking about, it, which was such a cool clip. But like that, that's just like what college baseball players are like. Obviously, every profe- or every baseball player, if you ask what you want to be when you grow up, ninety percent of them are going to give you, "Well, I want to play professional baseball," which. I mean, obviously, like you go to culinary school and you go, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? They don't go, eh, maybe a barber. It's like, no, I want to be a chef. But I, I love that he had the wherewithal and the brain power to say, I think it would be really fun to own a zoo.
2: <laughs> another guy Stephen uh, that if you have a chance to cross paths with him uh, in Charlottesville and Omaha wherever uh, Josh grows he was the guilty party of the, the sandwich in Clearwater and, big criminal. yeah exactly we did learn a funny thing is Stephen so he came on the show on Tuesday he had actually just got his car towed here in Greenville right down the road so he is like uh, he's got quite a rap sheet going right now but he told us uh, it was not a hot dog it was not a PB&J it was a number eight from Jersey Mike's that he fed to his teammate, Jacob Starling. And uh, he's another one of these personalities on this team. And, and it's such a fun group of guys, Stephen. But the head man, Cliff Godwin, who don't get me wrong, he is a funny guy if you catch him at the right times. Uh, but he's such a serious guy that demands so much. It's a it's a great mix of, you know, serious, hard-nosed baseball and at the end of the day having a lot of fun. I think that's why people around here and I think that's why you and, and some others nationally love uh, ECU baseball.
11: Yeah. And like, that's what it's all about. Because like, to me, going to the field, going through the motions and like, just getting better. That's a waste. Going to the field is about, you know, you want to get better. Sure. But you also want to have fun. Like you want to remember that you're doing it what you absolutely live to do and what you love. And so like I see people all the time like, posting clips of kids training at like 12 years old lifting weights and stuff like that. And it's like, just have fun. Just enjoy the game. Like it's not that serious. Like at the end of the day, we all want to be great at it, but at the same time, it's a game of failure, first of all. So it's already going to be hard for a kid to enjoy it. And second of all, you, you put that training on them and you take the fun out of it. It's like that that's going to hurt the game. Like taking away fun hurts the game of baseball. Just in general, like taking fun out of anything hurts whatever game you're playing. You know, if I'm playing Monopoly and I go bankrupt, that's no longer fun. I'm not. I'm not having fun. I'm pissed <laughs> off at the table. Um, I want to flip the board and just ruin everything, but I can't do that because I'm still a civil human being. So you take the fun out of any game that ruins it. So just have fun with it, you know. And I think Coach Goblin does such a great job of tone that line where he's a guy who like. Everybody who runs into the Cliff Godwin knows who he is. They know his rap sheet. They know how good he is. But he's also the type of guy where he doesn't care if you know who he is. Like, he is himself. Like, he, Cliff Godwin goes to bed every night knowing that he just spent a good day being Cliff Godwin. Like, he doesn't change for anyone. He's not trying to impress the media or get some new job, even if that ends up happening at some point. Like, at the end of the day, he just goes to the field every day, has great time with his players, and they have a great time in return. And then all of a sudden, this team's playing loose. This team's playing great. And it's like, huh, I wonder why that's happening. Um, It could be because it's centered around that fun, that personality. But he also, they have someone at the helm who knows when to rein it back in and say, hey, guys, let's lock in for this.
2: Yeah. Man, uh, that's a great description of Coach, especially the part of doesn't care what the media thinks. He admitted to me last time we had him on the show a couple weeks ago that he he said, I either unfollowed you or muted you a long time ago on Twitter. And I checked, and he still follows me, Steven. So that means he's had me muted for a long time. And I said, that's a good move, Coach, because, you know.
11: Well, hey, Hey, you got to appreciate the fact that he's still trucking
2: along. Oh yeah, I mean, and and we have a good relationship, and I think it's because he doesn't see the crap I say out there. It works perfect. It's awesome. Uh, Stephen Schock joining us. So Stephen, are you? Uh, what are you doing this weekend? You're going to be in Charlottesville. You're going to be elsewhere. What's your plan?
11: Yeah, so I mean, I can't miss it. You know, and it's it's one of those things you dream of going to growing up, or well, I did at least. Um, it, it's just to to see a regional play at your home park, that you grew up at well not my home park anymore i don't don't play there in case no one knew that um (laughs) but just to see the game played at a high level at a place you want you you always root for that you want to you want to have that connection to the game still and so you know it it would stink to like leave a school and be like wow my team my team's bad like (laughs) I, i i don't have this pride that other people have or like I don't want to show up to the games because it's miserable, but it's like just the fact that you see all your former friends, your former coaches, people you really care about having success. And, you know, that's what baseball is really all about. Like nothing makes me happier than when there's guys who I reach out to that I play with. And I'm like, I'll I'll talk to them for normal reasons because that's what I do. Like I don't just reach out and be like, Hey, what do you think of college baseball or anything like that? But, like, I'll end checking in with them with, like, hey, it's been really fun watching you and, like, keeping up with your success. And, like, nothing makes me more proud than my teammates saying the same thing back to me, like, saying, like, it's really cool seeing what you do for the game. And, like, that's not to suit my own horn or anything like yeah. that. It's just a matter of, like, it's a sense of pride that I didn't really see coming or, like, a sense of, you know, just just confirmation that I'm heading in the right direction of what I want to do because you know when you have your goals in mind and when you're working towards them you can get really close to them in one day and really far from them in one day and to the outside like viewer they aren't going to see that they don't know that but you get to the goals you always got to tell yourself like hey i'm right on the cusp i'm right there but to have other people an outside third-party source come in and tell you like hey you're you're doing a good job like that that really means a lot and that, that all comes from playing at a school that is fun to talk about because, you know, if I went to a school that was boring, that didn't have success, first of all, no one would know who I am because I wouldn't have been playing in, uh, in June. And then second of all, it would have been like, okay, I had my career, now I'm going to go sell insurance. And that's not a knock against insurance. I was a licensed insurer when I played, so that was my actual backup plan.
2: <laughs> Stephen Shock joining us. I've had conversations with Aaron Fit a lot about the growth of the game uh, itself, Stephen, and uh, you know the ESPN Plus, and now it's readily available. And we live in this purple bubble here in Greenville. And, but I do know that college baseball is still a niche sport. I will say that the job y'all do at D1, the job you do personally, is doing tremendous work to grow the game. And uh, I feel like we have seen growth, uh, Stephen, and, and it's only getting bigger and more recognized out there. And uh, that, like you said, that is cool that you are a big part of that, a big part of what's going on right now.
9: I, I'm just grateful to
11: be involved because personally, like, the way I see it, like, I like to look at myself, I did this a lot when I was playing, like, in the third-person view, because I played a lot of video games growing up, and I always, like, when I got stuck, I would look in the third-person see like, but I can't see from the first-person view, and so, like, looking at it from the third-person view and viewing how much I do, like, in my head, all I do is just share the cool stuff other people are doing, like, I I feel like I'm not doing the hard part. The hard part's definitely what's happening on the field. The guys who have to sit through that one-game suspension for trying to take care of their teammates and make sure their bellies are full after they just took care of the team. Um, but I digress in case you don't know my feelings on that ejection. I think it was stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. <but> either, way, <laughs> either way, it was fun taking it out of the game. But... It it's just so much fun to get to stay involved in the game of baseball because I really truly really do love it. Like it's you know, athletes all the time I'll tell you it's all I know and like personally I try to say try to avoid saying baseball is all I know because I don't want to box myself up, but it is what comes most naturally to me. Like math I know math and I, I know it well. It's so baseball can't be all I know, but math took a lot more work. And talking about baseball that's
2: that's for sure Steven, this has been awesome um i feel like we could go for another hour or five but uh we're gonna let you run you got more more things to do uh but do want to talk about the big donkey brand and everything you got going on if uh if folks want to join the big donkey brand uh how can they do that Of
11: course, you just go to bigdonkeybrand.com. There's a website there where you can buy college baseball based hats and apparel. Um, There is a new purple and gold variant of the college baseball's red hat. Um, If you're in Charlottesville, I'll have some with me that I could potentially sell you if you're interested in that. But it's very exciting. Um, It's a lot of fun. It's just a way to kind of stay involved in the game. And I think personally, being in involved in taking a marketing class or two i learned that in order to tell people about your product you got to show that product off so i want to tell people about college baseball so i need a product to do that
2: that is fantastic and uh we'll uh, look out for all the stuff you're putting out some stuff content wise in charlottesville this weekend as you're an honorary pirate but a, a real cavalier so uh, it's a, hopefully those teams win. you got to take care of business on Friday, Stephen. It could set up a great match on Saturday, just as the teams did last year in Greenville. It seems like these teams have crossed paths uh, quite, a, quite a bit over the years, and uh, they'll hopefully do it again this weekend.
11: I know, and it, it's such a double-edged sword where, I personally, I, I've been saying I hate the NCAA for doing this because it means one team I like season's going to be over regardless. But I... I I am also grateful because this means I can watch the regional and I got a 50% chance of being less than bummed out. (laughs) There you go. So you got to, as a ball player, you got to play these little games to trick your brain into thinking good things are <laughs> happening around you. So that's what I'm doing right there.
2: Well, Steven, uh, man, I was fired up for this interview. Thanks to Glenn uh, at Pirate Radio for helping uh, set it up and get you here. And uh, it lived up to the hype. Uh, so I, I'm, uh, I know our fans, uh, our listeners are really, really going to enjoy this. So thank you so much. Uh, hopefully we can do it again down the road, man
11: absolutely thank you very much for having me and best of luck to y'all this weekend
2: there is the big donkey steven shock joining us on pirate radio live and uh he is quite a character uh, i had high hopes uh for the conversation and and we actually recorded that earlier uh this afternoon to pull the curtain back a little bit and uh, I thought it was as advertised. I thought he was awesome. So hopefully uh, not his last time. Uh, and I don't think it will be his last time. Uh, if East Carolina gets by, uh, Oklahoma, Virginia, and Army, uh, we'll get them back on next week and talk some supers. But uh, that was a lot of fun catching up with the big donkey himself, Stephen Shock. Alright, Shirley, we got to make somebody a winner. Booty,
3: booty, 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 booty.
2: Booty 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 everywhere. 317-1250. What are we giving away?
5: A ten dollar gift card to AJ McMurphy's.
2: Hey, I was there last night. Fun night of sports trivia. Well, if we have time, I want to talk about our final round from last night. I also want to announce that 100% was the winner last night. Congratulations, Shannon. Yes. Your team got it done. Clutch drawing from Bobby Raspberry down yes, the stretch. Sir. Got the win. All right, Shirley, what call are we looking for? Seven. Caller seven three We're back with Name That Sound after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com. Or you can visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. And congratulations to Lonnie Kinker of Chesterfield, Virginia picked up a $10 gift card to AJ McMurphy's and the best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ's they have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining and there's something for everyone every weeknight including sports trivia on Wednesday nights with our very own clip Brock AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday make today an AJ's day now let's head back in to the show here's Clip.
2: big win for the kink Lonnie Kinker I'm happy you won. I'm sad because we won't be able to say the kink again for another month because it's the first of the month and the kink wins it. So congratulations to Lonnie. All right. uh, We on Friday will have a best of coming your way at three o'clock at six o'clock live from the pirate radio studios we'll have our tiebreakers ecu baseball preview at seven o'clock a watch party with myself chandler honeycutt and bryce williams will join us for that that'll be a lot of fun Shirley will hang out for a little while as well so we got a huge friday on tap right here on pirate radio we hope you are along for the ride all right um is chandler (laughs) chandler very good chandler so there's somebody sitting beside me right now and chandler's doing some great work uh with the video to kind of hide our special guest because it is a pop-in visit folks do you ever like see something with your eyes and you're not sure if it's real or not well that just happened to me because i heard the alarm go off a door opened and a man walked in the building and it's a man i've not seen in a long time he is, everybody thinks I'm talking about Troy right now. It's not Troy. No, it's not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no,
5: because I would have left by now. <laughs> oh,
2: hey, tough crowd. It is former Pirate Radio employee, the content junkie himself, hailing now from Atlanta, Georgia. CJ Schaefer is here on a pop in visit. Hello, CJ. Hey, Clip, how's it going? Great. Good to see you, buddy.
8: Good to see you guys, too. I, uh, yeah, I didn't plan on all this. I just planned on coming inside, saying, "Hey," and you said you got time to hang out, so just want to put it out there. I wasn't here to, wasn't here to do anything. I, was I think you in. timed
2: it just right. You knew we had, we were done with our guests for the day. We were about to play Name That Sound, and you came in and, and just took over.
8: Well, now in my in my defense, I did walk over to UBE. I had some <laughs> stuff to get, and then it just so it just so turned out that as I walked over here, you were finishing
2: up. So CJ, if you're wondering what he does, he's wearing it on his chest right now. Uh, social media for ncaa basketball Are march you, madness march yes. madness all right uh am i allowed to say march madness now that you're here i can't like i don't get sued for saying march madness right well i was going to file a <laughs> trademark but we're good <laughs> all right uh tell everybody uh, so what, what do you do what exactly do you do uh living down there in atlanta so i uh it's Mar- social media for march
8: madness at march madness mbb is what i do um it's obviously the season's over so everything is slowed down a little bit uh but we actually just had the nba draft withdrawal deadline yesterday mm-hmm. so we got pretty busy yesterday trying to keep track of you know who's going to the draft who was coming out of the draft but i'm uh sliding over a little bit towards uh ncaa championships that are wrapping up this summer uh because we work hand in hand with the rest of the ncaa digital team so other than this weekend uh I'll be up in Charlottesville this weekend. Unrelated. But you'll be a fan this weekend. Yes, I will a be pirate. a fan this weekend. But unrelated to that, I'll be working uh, softball championships, okay. um, men's baseball championships, and everything else they have coming up this
2: summer. Awesome. So uh, things are going good. Are you friends with like Chuck and Shaq and Kenny and all of them yet?
8: I have seen Ernie. Uh, okay. I have seen Ernie. I haven't seen anybody else yet.
2: All right. And uh so are y'all like in the same building, the working areas? Yes, or? they work uh
8: two floors under me. There's a big basement that has like seven or eight different studios where oh, they cool. do like the inside the NBA they'll do the NHL show, yeah. they'll record some podcasts and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on in our building.
2: That's really cool. Um the man, I was jealous of people in Atlanta last week. They had outcast night at the Braves game. Yeah, they did. I you was, been to a Braves game? I
8: did. I went uh last week was my first one. I think I missed the outcast day by by one game Ah. but it was a good time it was the first time i'd been to the stadium but it was a great experience
2: cj schaefer our our the young boy has returned home as a man and it's great to see him and uh you'll be heading up to charlottesville to root on the pirates you excited
8: i am excited i haven't obviously i haven't been to a uh pirates game all season uh i was you know like you guys hoping that i would be able to come to clark leclair stadium to see some games but regardless i'll be able to see them so that's what matters to me all right
2: uh so cj we're gonna play name that sound and we're just gonna go ahead and throw you in the game um should we go should we go triple thread match chandler or do you want them one-on-one how do uh, you want to you know a triple threat all right everybody's in so well, i had
5: s- planned triple threat anyway so
2: well shirley is the creator and the host uh so first we need to hit the theme song and then she'll explain the rules <laughs> Come on in, sit right down, take a guess, and name that sound, turn that frown upside down, because it's time but name that sound.
8: Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rose. Thank
5: you. Thank you. And welcome in to yet another edition of Named That Sound. And the rules are quite easy. I play a sound, you got to guess what it is. And we have three contestants today, as uh, we have a reigning champion, Clip Brock, in the house. And we have Owen.
0: Reigning Loser.
5: The Reigning Loser, who is Owen... I don't even know how many at say this 12. point. Owen oh 12. <laughs> Sounds about right. And celebrity guest,
2: <laughs> CJ Schaefer, uh,
5: who is also going to be participating in today's uh, game. Now, this game is slightly abbreviated because at the uh, earlier this week, we knew we were going to have a lot of guests, so I kind of shortened it up a little bit. There right. is no bonus sound this week, okay. so uh and i also had to shorten it up for time so let's get underway here with our first sound gentlemen all right here we go
2: pinball plinko
5: you are correct sir plinko
2: Plinko. it was plinko all right cj whenever you're ready just say the sound
8: (laughs) wasn't ready for that
2: (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't either i haven't been ready for the past 12 weeks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all
5: right <laughs> okay i just wanted to make sure my I
2: brain heard. is very fatigued right now but so is chandler's yeah i'm so. worn out so
5: yeah. this is uh this is going to be interesting yeah all right here we go next one but i'm a dork fish. hmm say it again but i'm a dork fish.
2: can you say what he's saying
5: i'm a dork fish
2: that doesn't jeff sound like foxworthy
5: incorrect but I'm a dork fish.
8: Larry the Cable Guy. Incorrect. Ron White.
5: <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> but I'm a dork
2: fish. Fish. I I finally heard fish.
5: Oh, a dork fish.
2: Um, Jeff Dunham. Incorrect. But
5: I'm a dork fish. Five. Four. Jim, Jim Carrey. Three. Is your mic on. Two.
8: I don't want to get it wrong. One. <laughs>
5: <laughs> y'all were barking up the right tree you just left out one bill ingvall are
2: you kidding me
8: yeah that's his
5: uh Chandler. one of his famous bits i'm a dorkfish. fish we
2: are the dumbest people alive i don't even but i'm a name. dork
5: man. All, right.
2: all right well i'm the dumbest person alive we said all the blue collar guys and except
5: for honestly
2: one. i couldn't come up with his name <laughs> if i'd have thought about it and stayed on that track i would have but man i'm a moron all right
5: all right here we go next sound
2: cj whenever you're ready just say something into the mic
5: all right, here we go. Name this uh artist. Last nah, Friday Katy Perry.
8: Oh god. That would why be CJ, correct?
0: Yeah. why did I say Kesha?
5: K <laughs> dollar sign huh. Uh,
8: Katy Perry, last Friday night. See, I'm one god. for one on guesses. This is why I'm not saying I understand much. now.
2: Right, right now you have the highest percentage all time of anybody that's played this game. Right so your
5: score right now is clip has a point cj has a point chandler has zero.
2: i will lose to a guy in his first time playing that's barely even playing
5: yeah exactly which is even more frightening all right uh hold on a second before i do that okay all right we're gonna play this next sound then let's take a break just because
2: we, we gotta need to get, 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 get break get, in. we gotta
5: get another break in so hang on next sound
2: Monday Night Raw, burned you it are
8: to the by Nickelback. Oh wow. no, no!
5: No! 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 He got it right. Mm-hmm.
8: Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it was Monday Night Raw. Die,
5: die, die. All right, one more sound. How about that? 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 The wrestling that was guy. good.
8: Yeah. I was trying to think of the name of the song. I thought that's what we were going for, but that no. But it, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm
5: also looking. I, no, you In right. certain cases, I'm looking for things. I would, I would play a theme, and I'm looking for the actual theme. alright more sense. This, uh, this sound, <laughs> then the break. So here we go. Next sound.
2: Hotel California eagles
5: damn that was a little too easy all right so hold on gotta get my music set up here all right so right now clip has three points after the first round cj has one chandler has a donut uh and uh, we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we will finish out the show uh the game i should say not the show but uh, so we'll be back in just a few minutes for the remaining portion of Name That Sound. Y'all
2: come back now, You're here.
5: Right you You're know, here on Pirate Radio Live. Hang on, we'll be back. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And taking a quick look at your... Uh, Stock market report for today, it was a uh, decent day for the Dow. It was up 153 points at 33,061. The NASDAQ was up 165 points at 13,100, and the S&P was up 41 at 4,000. Two hundred twenty-one, And that is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC. Member SIPC. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live. I am Shirley Rhodes, and we are in the middle of Name That Sound. Normally, we don't do it in the 5 o'clock hour, but we had so many guests today. We had to get to them first before... We could actually play the game. Do so we have another break. We do have another okay. break if we need to use it. All right. So uh, right now we have uh, finished the first round, and as it stands right now, Clip is in the lead with three points. CJ is in second place with one point, and Chandler bringing up the rear with nothing.
2: He's playing hard though.
5: He is playing hard though. All right. So, gentlemen.
2: He's a volume shooter. CJ. <laughs> <He's>, he <laughs> shoots a shot. Shoot or shoot,
5: yep. Shoot or shoot, and I miss. Uh, here we go. Next sound. Pivot. I didn't hear it. Oops, oh, Sorry, I had the I had the uh, volume down too low. Pivot. Jim Carrey. Mm-mm.
3: Pivot.
2: What? Can you say what they're saying?
5: Pivot. Pivot.
2: Hmm. Shoot. Will uh, Forte. Incorrect. Um. Pivot. Will Farrell. Incorrect. Will. <laughs> you tell me. Pivot. Jimmy Fallon. Incorrect. Pivot. Pivot. I feel like I know
8: this.
5: You should. It's an iconic
3: Pivot. phrase.
5: And once you, once I tell you what it is, you're going to be kicking yourself.
8: Yep. Well,
3: Pivot. I
8: don't, know. I don't have it. Five.
5: Four, three, two, one. That would be one Ross Geller yelling, Pivot, uh, carrying the couch up the stairs from oh, Friends.
2: Oh, okay. Pivot! I, okay. Yeah, that is a popular scene.
5: Yes. So, surprised you didn't get that one, Chan. <laughs>
2: Nothing. All right. Are you really surprised, though? <laughs> You're really surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'll be. Your sur- expectations okay, are Okay, okay,
5: okay, okay. Let's just put it this way: this next one, I will be very surprised if neither one of you get it. Okay. I will be shocked. All right. Next
2: sound. <laughs> NBA on ESPN. Huh? John Tesh. He got it. And it's NBA on NBC. Oh. And technically, now it's on Fox.
5: And technically it's called round bot
2: round ro- ball ra- rock. Ra-
5: ra- 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 round yeah. ball rock.
2: By John Tish. Is it okay if we use the that? F- yeah, I guess I'll allow it. Nah, okay, thanks.
8: I'll okay. allow it. That's <laughs> cool. All
5: right, hold on. Okay. Next one.
2: It's only okay. five fifteen. Oh, that's uh Jay Peter in Seinfeld. Oh. You are correct, sir. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that's so that's my, four that was a fastball. Five. Red five. dead. 3-1 count. Fastball. Oh, down. my oh. goodness. There. Yeah,
5: uh, Yeah. Clip yep. is running away with it all yep. at this moment because.
1: It's only. Okay, that's not. Only four, five 15. It's, it's only 5.15. It's only 5.15. It's actually, actually 5.51. 50 uh,
5: CJ has a point, and that's all we got right now. So here we go. Next sound.
2: Oh, that is uh, name what? that sound. <laughs> I, I I love how I act like I know what that is. So it's like an old show, I guess. Um,
5: uh, yeah, I guess you could say it was an old show.
2: <laughs> Happy days. Incorrect. <laughs> it's literally a song with this. Happy days. <laughs> it's one, two, three o'clock, four
8: o'clock, right?
2: Uh, um, Mama's family.
8: You are correct, sir. <laughs> you are correct, sir. As always. You're oh, correct.
2: Right. Thought it I took, recognized that.
5: It, it took him a while, though. During the That's end. why. That's why it kind of threw me. I was like, seriously, he's not gonna get it?
2: I believe I see CJ Shaver in the game tonight. <laughs> one night after Outcast night. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. We are in the final My round. My favorite Outcast song is Spody Dodee O Delicious. Smelling like. Yeah. <laughs> a plate of yams with extra syrup. Be quiet. I'm trying to win this
5: game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cooler than a pol- polar bear's toenails. Oh, you,
2: oh you're an Atlian, Shirley. Yeah, you're I'm, an an
5: Atle- at- I'm an ATLian. <laughs> Whatever the heck that is. Anyway, all right. So there's four sounds left. Here we go.
2: 30 for 30. Damn. So American Gladiators came out. Why are you so fast at that? I don't know. Thirty for thirty. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. I went to watch yeah. part two last night. I guess it wasn't up on ESPN Plus yet. And I and remember I said yesterday I wasn't a huge fan of it. It wasn't great, but I saw the Baltimore Ravens one about their 2001 Super Bowl. I watched that. That was freaking awesome, maybe it's because I love that era. Of football, but I don't know what took me so long to watch it. That is really good. Y'all need to watch that if you haven't. Shannon Sharp's amazing. Tony Saragus is amazing. Really good one. Rest in peace.
5: All right, here we go. Three sounds remaining. Next sound.
3: The FFA. God
8: man, I am on fire. Wait, what was it?
2: Dixie Chicks. <laughs> Uh, or it's the, the chicks. chicks.
8: I didn't. I didn't even get a chance to process what I was listening to. I mean, is that Good yes, yeah. Girl had to die. Yes, goodbye, Earl.
5: But I did.
2: Both
5: active in the FFA.
2: You know what? I'm. Uh, Marianne. Uh, and, oh, I'm sorry.
5: Uh,
2: this is not a <laughs> cocky move. I think fans want to see this. In fact, uh, Jamie said I should sit out and let y'all play anyway. I'm going to remove myself from the rest of the game.
5: There's Just, only two sounds left.
2: Uh, okay. Well. <laughs> so Chandler, if you get them both, you win. You beat all right, CJ. We, all right, here we go. So I just need right. one. Yep.
5: CJ just needs to get one.
8: Whoa, how are you drawing so much on the walls? It's not going to be this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this Wait, play it again. Whoa, how are you drawing
2: so much on the walls? That's Mr. Beast.
8: He is correct. Oh,
2: wow. wow. How did... That was creepy. We said was the cre- exact cre- same thing. Like Whoa. A.K.A.
5: Jimmy Donaldson.
2: Wow. Uh, all
5: right, so That's if so we are excluding game. Clip in this, we have a tie ball game, folks. <laughs> Ti- tie?
2: Ti- tie? Ti- <laughs> tie? Tie? <laughs> tie? Give it to me. Tie?
5: Tie?
2: Tie? tie? Ah,
5: all right, well, that means that this sound right here.
2: You know what I call it? Could determine the winner. I like to call it a tie breaker.
5: Between CJ and Chandler. Could this be the sound? that breaks
8: It won't be. This won't count. It's winner takes second.
5: Yep. Here we go. Last sound.
8: Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, Shedla! Shedla! Correct, sir. Good job. Good job. Good job.
2: CJ, you need your ears checked.
8: I got an early one and then just
2: decided I was done
8: getting points tonight. (laughs) That's right. All right, we got one more break to take if we can take it.
2: All right, we will. CJ, Awesome to see you, buddy. Good seeing you guys. Have good fun, job uh, on the Katy Perry. That's right, big KP guy. Have fun uh, your night here in Greenville and your weekend in Charlottesville, man. I appreciate it. Go Pirates! And we'll uh, be on the lookout for Mike Schwartz and the Pirates. A lot of tweets next year. You're going to be to alley oops and big wins and yeah, all every that. other night, of course. Just all it's all ECU all the time. All right, we'll wrap up Pirate Radio Live when we return after this. Right
1: wire, right up in the street.
2: all right, uh, man, wrapping it up. What a show today. What a couple weeks it's been. We've been on a run here with some great guests, great shows. Thanks to Marcus Crandall, Jason Nichols, Alico Dunk, RV, Ronald Vincent, Big Game Boomer, Brandon Manning, Dustin Sasser, Stephen Shock, surprise appearance run-in by CJ Schaefer, and uh, and a great job, Shirley, on Name That Sound. Chandler Honeycutt got an asterisk win today, so way to go, Chan Man. We've got a Big Friday on tap. We'll have a Best Stuff Pirate Radio Live from 3 to 6. We'll have a live tiebreakers ECU baseball pregame show at six o'clock to seven o'clock at seven we take over on facebook and youtube with a live watch party friday night watch party ecu and oklahoma looking forward to it i hope you will be a part of it and hang out with us as we watch the pirates in charlottesville we will talk to you friday for the crew here i'm clip rock jeff charles take us home have a
12: great night eastern carolina